0: Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio.
1: We have ways of making you talk. I dig rock and roll music and I love to get the chance to play.
2: Completely out of touch, but flipping. Love that one. I love that. Peter, Paul, and Mary doing spot on impressions of the Beatles, of Donovan, of the Mamas and the Papas. We have a Mama on the show. This evening, a bona fide mama from the Mamas and the Papas, a lady called Jill Gibson, who replaced Michelle Phillips for about six months, is on the show. It's an interview that we recorded a while ago. It's we've been sitting on it for 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 the right time and the right time is tonight time. It is absolutely blinding interview. It is superb, dear listener. Superb. That's coming up a bit later on. Uh, remind me as well to tell you what we're doing tomorrow. We're gonna try something tomorrow that, um, well, it could be a car crash, um, um, but I think you'd like it if it was a car crash, wouldn't you? You'd like it if it was a car crash. It could be a car crash. Or it could be delightful. Uh, remind me to tell you later. I'll, I'll tell you later. In the meantime, pick up your telephones and give me a call. Slackers 0344 499 If you're listening abroad... It's 00443444991000. Um, and it's a late night phoning show where you can call in about absolutely anything you want. There are no rules. There are no boundaries. Don't libel and don't swear. Apart from that, we're the home of free speech. If I wanted tips on broadcasting, I'd ask a broadcaster. Um, so you can call in about literally anything you want. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. Um, I've got some bits and pieces to talk about, but, but, but we're getting new listeners all the time. New listeners all the time. And some people will be tuning in for the first time this evening. Imagine, imagine that. This is the first time they've ever heard this and they're waiting for the big question. They're waiting for the topics. For the subjects. Oh, even those words make me feel uncomfortable. We don't really have topics or subjects Um on this show. It's kind of a drop-in centre for the lost, the lonely, the bewildered. It is free thinking, free speech, tr- uh, fluid train of thought. Anything that pops into your head is valid. Oh, 03. Four 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 nine nine one thousand. We are not one of those shows where we are uh, tethered to the ground by me asking you one question per hour, and we have to stick to that question per hour. It's not one of those shows. Don't do if you want that ninety seven point three. That's where to or BBC local. That's where to go for that stuff. This. Is just a stream of consciousness nonsense, some of which may prick your interest, some of it may make you think, I am a prick. Either way, you are welcome to pick up your phone and dial 03444991000. You will get on. If you, um are barred from other shows, if you think that um, what you have to say isn't interesting, those are the people I want to speak to. You're the people I want to speak to. Um, Some of the things we've covered recently, um, we've had good, good good few arguments about religion, and religious bigotry and and hatred that comes from religion I'm more than happy to continue those conversations I'm always a little bit dubious about talking about Brexit but I did <laughs> Michael Kane flipping it what did he say what, what did he say during the news I'd rather be a poor master than a rich slave right yeah that's easy for you to say michael Because you spend most of your time in America, and you are literally rich. (laughs) You are a literal millionaire. So it's easy for you to say that. I'd rather be a rich slave than a poor master. Because, what? (laughs) what? Do you know what I mean? Michael, with the greatest of respect, and boy, oh boy, you were marvellous in the swarm. Okay, you were superb in Jaws four, or was it Jaws three D? I can't remember. You're great as Alfred the Butler. You're a cracking actor, but with the greatest of respect, you're probably next. You're eighty four. You're ancient. The you, I, 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 I'm not. You know, I hope I'm not starting the curse here, but um, but um, but um, you'll probably be dead before we actually achieve Brexit. You won't know what it's like, Michael bloody Kane. So you can call in about that if you want. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. Very simple the way it works. You dial that number, you'll hear a couple of messages, you come through to Kath, it's generally free might cost you a few pennies from uh, from some um, um, packages, but generally it's free. And you'll be on the phone for about 30, 45 seconds. You'll speak to Kath. Uh, she'll take your name and number and probably call you straight back. So for those of you who are brave enough, bold enough, um, I was going to say intelligent enough, I don't. I don't know. I'm going to hold back on that. Brave enough, bold enough, or foolhardy enough to initiate the conversation? Then oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Okay. If you if you feel like you want to start the conversation, then pick up the phone now and and, and dial. For those of you who are a little bit more uh, 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 a little bit more old fashioned. A little bit more traditional when it comes to your, um, phone in radio shows. I do have, I do have a hook for you to hang your hat on if you want. Are you ready for the, for the hook? Are you ready for the hastily hammered nail into the wall where you can mount your keys so you don't forget them? Really successful actors that can't act. Really successful actors that can't act. Um, I'll tell you why. Because I've i been seeing a lot of Mark Wahlberg recently, okay? Um, a lot of, and I told you I watched this film the other day, the shooter, that made zero sense. I had no idea what was going on. Not a clue. Not a clue. Honestly, I was watching it. And it was boring, and it was confusing, and the premise was, he can shoot people from two miles away. So all the action was from two miles away, which isn't very active. And, um, I quite enjoy watching Mark Wahlberg in movies, I, I, I I mean, he's never made a good film. I watched, um, let me list the Mark Wahlberg movies I have seen. Um, The Shooter, The Other Guys, and I watched that because I like Will Ferrell. Um, that M. Night Shyamalan, ding-dong film where it... Was like a, 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 a virus that was making people kill themselves. Is that called something happened? No, that's Joseph Hellebook, the uh, dull sequel to Catch twenty two. Um, anyway, so what's that? Um, I, I've not seen the Boogie Nights. Um, I've seen a couple of others, and I, I oh, there's that one where he another one where he's a soldier, and he's in Iraq, stroke Afghanistan, stroke Iran. And it's him, and four of his mates, and three of his mates get shot, and he has to escape on his own. I think he's called Last Man Standing or something, something like that. I remember, I remember um, realizing quite early on that the title was a spoiler alert. So I think it was called Last Man Standing. Um, so I, 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 I paid to go and see that in the pictures. So I, I enjoy watching him, but boy, oh boy. He's a stinky actor, isn't he? He's a really stinky actor. 0344 499 1000. Yet he keeps on getting work in movies. Keeps on getting work. He keeps on getting work. How does he do it? I just, I, honestly, I do not know so tonight and i know it's a little bit mean but i you know we can be a little bit mean from time to time can't we i know it's a little bit mean i want you to pick up the phone oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand you can call in about stream of consciousness stuff you can tell me about a good day you've had a crap day you've had you can tell me about your dog dying um but also big movie stars are terrible, terrible actors. I've got quite a few more. 344 4991000 Don't forget to tick your rage, our Diaries. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio.
0: Late night conversation. Well are losing sleep over Ian Lee.
1: On air and off the leash. On Talk, talk radio. radio. We have ways of making you talk.
2: If I want tips on broadcasting, I'll ask someone who works in the radio industry. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, good evening, Andy. Good evening. I've been watching some
3: uh, Mark Wahlberg films re- recently. Isn't he awful? Um, he's quite good in The Departed. Now, what's The Departed? Um, it's where one character goes into the police, and the other one goes. The policeman goes into the uh, mob, and the mob person goes into the police force to like a like a student exchange. Yes, the double cross. Oh, and it's got uh, I said that's Jack that's a, a, that's an original plot. <laughs> it's but it's got uh, Jack Nicholson and Matt Damon in. Um.
2: Okay, uh, but Marky Mark Mark Wahlberg's in it. Yes, with. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio as well. Now, because Mark Wahlberg, don't get me wrong, I find him watchable. I think he's very watchable. But he can't act. I bet he's playing the same character in that that he played in the film I watched at the weekend. Probably. And the same character that he played in The Other Guys. Uh, Yes, it's a policeman, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly the same character. Uh, And I've seen him in The Three Kings as well. He was terrible in that. Oh, I know. Who else was in that? Was that George Clooney? George Clooney and Ice Cube. Now,
4: George Clooney, there's a, there's an actor. Well, that's, uh, Three Kings is the only film I've seen him in. Hang on a minute.
2: I think Three Kings is the only film I've seen. I, well, I've seen George Clooney in Three Kings and the um, Nespresso adverts. Oh,
4: yes, it, which is too, excellent
2: because yeah. he's implying that he's going to get loads of action because he's got an espresso maker. Yeah, but I've not seen him in he, that um fishing one as well, didn't he? The fishing one, um, oh, he, he was in a, in a store. Oh, no, I've seen him, I've seen him in um, oh brother, where art thou? Right. And that was a stinker. But he was in that film about olden days Hollywood as well, where he played, like, a sort of gay has-been actor. Right, I haven't seen that one. Oh, uh, I think George Clooney's brilliant. And and it, it's funny, he's one of the few stars where the papers can't have a pop at him, because he's just so good. And they'll try and have a pop at him. The best pop they have is they'll talk about his missus. Um, but they, uh, they can't, they can't really have a pop at him because he's, he's a good actor and he seems like a nice bloke. Do you yeah. remember when George Clooney went to a shop in Edinburgh where they made sandwiches, f- uh, for homeless people? No. he did that about two years ago. It was and I, I watched that. I thought, oh, what a, what a nice bloke. I think men want to be George Clooney. He's very cool. Bit of a ladies' man. Well, no, not even that. He's just, he's just effortless in his coolness. Yeah, definitely. But, but I'm like yourself. I do like uh, uh, Will Ferrell films. I yeah, I, I do, and it took me a long time to admit it because they're very low brow, very low rent, easy to knock Will Ferrell. But I think he's brilliant. Even his stinkers, I think, I think he's absolutely spot on. What was the well, um? Oh the one about the um the ice skaters Blades of Glory Oh that was brilliant wasn't it <laughs> Yeah I was it's, just thinking go up and that It's brilliant there's a brilliant scene in it right where he's a sex addict and he, he goes to a sex addicts meeting and basically in the middle of the meeting him and this woman start having it off oh and it's so funny I I just think he's brilliant I'll tell you another good film he's in um Step Brothers Oh yeah, a little bad, yeah. Oh, the bit where him and the other fella are trying to impress them, each other at the dinner table, and Will, Fer- Will Ferrell's mum go, "Well, you you can sing. Why don't you sing a song?" And he sings, and it's awful, but it's wonderful. And there's a really good gag in that film as well. I've not seen it for a while. They go and see a Billy Joel tribute act, but it's <laughs> only Billy Joel between the period eight, 1982 to 1988. And someone shouts out, Piano Man! He goes, I only do 82 <laughs> to 88! It's just, I love I love Will Ferrell. Uh, have you seen, uh, have you watched Anchorman? Uh, I, I didn't like Anchorman.
3: Well, well there, there's another one out, Wago Bron, Bron Burgundy. Oh. Is that Anchorman 2? No, no, no. It's, uh, mm. it's made from all the extras that didn't fit on... Ah. Uh,
2: the original Anger Hey, guess, uh, now, uh, and I'm saying this, so this means it's definitely going to happen. Guess who we might have on the show in June?
3: Is it uh, the director he works with?
2: No, no, no.
4: Adam, is it Adam McKay?
2: No, absolute comedy legend, Mr. Daniel Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd oh, might I mean- be coming on the show in June. That would be brilliant. Wouldn't that be amazing? Dan Aykroyd might be coming on this show in June. I've actually just got the Blue Brothers uh, box set. Yeah. I love Dan Aykroyd. I, I, again, I think he's made some stinkers, but he's he's damn flipping Aykroyd. What that man has seen, what he's done. Wonderful Fil- stuff. Film royalty. Film royalty. Andy, thank you for your comment. I appreciate that. 344 499 1,000 is the telephone number if you want to give me a call. People are tweeting. um, People are texting. It's a phone-in show. And I'm really enjoying this rule of not looking at the tweets and not looking at the texts, which is the plural of text. I really enjoy it. It's a phone-in show. And and people are watching on Periscope, and that's great. They're typing stuff. I can't see what they're saying because it's too far away. If you want to comment and you're listening and you're on Twitter or you're on the Facebook page, or or, uh, phone in. Phone in, otherwise your contribution will be ignored. I don't give out the text number. I don't know what the text number is, okay? And another rule that we sort of... Gee, I'll come to in a minute. That we sort of introduced last week half-heartedly. But I think I like it, and I think we're going to stick with it for the rest of this week and next week, and, and maybe have a chat at the end of next week. I like that in this studio, and in the studio next door where Catherine and Emma are sat, Google doesn't exist, like on The Apprentice, you know, you you watch The Apprentice, you think, why don't they just Google it, Google doesn't exist in their world, doesn't mean you can't Google, but it, it means that if me and Catherine, um, think of something, or are trying to remember something, I mean, it's so easy just to go, what was that film that he was in, there's no fun in that, there's no fun in that. Um so we're going to try it for the rest of this week we 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 sort of half and half did it this week we've we, we've gone back on ourselves a bit so today and tomorrow and next week, we are going to impose a strict rule that in the studios the broadcast studios, Google ask Jeeves Bing does not exist. you know what the most um search thing is on the Microsoft search engine Bing it's google that's, that's a fact it's big it's google um so they don't exist you can use them if you want but i just think it's more we've got so um so lazy with um information at our fingertips conversations where you before you could spend an entire evening trying to remember an actress's name or trying to remember the B side of good vibrations or trying to remember, um, I don't know. And you could get a whole evening's entertainment out of following those thoughts around and around and around. But now those conversations are, are, are rendered obsolete. They're over in 20 seconds. What was, what was the B side of good vibrations? Um, have you got your phone on you? Let me have you as a, let me have a, uh, now I think the, I think, I mean, we've asked it now, so we have to try and pursue it. I think the B side of Good Vibrations, it was one of two songs, one of two really weird songs. It was either Celebrate the News, but I think, no, it couldn't have been. I think it was a song called We're Together Again. We're together again, darling, we're together again. Uh, I think I'm going to say, all right, okay, if I was on a TV quiz show, this is why it's more fun, if I was on a TV quiz show and I had to say I'd done 50-50 and I was left with the B-side of Good Vibrations was Celebrate the News or We're Together Again. I'm going to go We're Together Again. That's where I'm going to go. But now, because Google doesn't exist in here and it doesn't exist out there, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. If you know, phone in. 0344 If you don't know, phone in about something else. It really is that simple. I think it's going to be more fun um, if we do it that way. Uh, G's on the line. Evening, G.
4: Hip, hip, hip. Hip, 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 G. What kind of cake? Um, A round one. Yeah. Everybody
2: loves round cake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they do. I was um uh, at an exhibition today. I took the boys. I brought the boys into. Oh God! I'll tell you this a bit later on. But um, uh, we, I took was the it boys. Take your boys to
3: work,
2: day? Yeah, no. Well, it was just. I, I just thought I would because because they, they they like that kind of stuff. But we went to an exhibition, and at the end of the exhibition, there was coffee and there were games. So the boys went and played games, and I went and played. Uh, uh, drank coffee, and there was um. The woman was putting out these cakes, and they were. Oh, what were they called? They're a new thing. Is it a quaffin? They're quaffin or a, a, a muffin It was half in my head. I think it was half croissant, half muffin, but I don't think it muffin. was. It was half croissant and half something else put together. I don't know what it was. It looked delicious, but I'm trying to lose a bit of weight. So, uh. Hybrid cake. It was hybrid cake, yes. Let's
5: rename it hybrid,
2: hybrid cake. Hybrid cake. What you got for us, G? Let's go away for a while. A cronut. That was it. A cronut. Um. Cr- what? a cronut? H- half croissant, half donut. A cronut. Uh, oh, a cronut. I thought you said yeah. cronut. Um, let's go away for a while. No, it wasn't that. Oh, okay, never mind. You say, you're suggesting that as the B-side to uh, Good Vibrations? Yeah. No, no, yeah, good no. Good Vibrations, go away for a while. No, it wasn't.
5: I'm, oh, okay. I'm
2: pretty sure it wasn't.
5: Okay, can I completely embarrass myself again then and give yeah. you a really bad actor that's meant to be brilliant? Yeah, go on. Um, I'm going to say this, I'm going to get hate for this. Norma Jean Baker, Marilyn Monroe herself. Oh, no, she was terrible.
2: She was terrible yep. actor. Can I go one step further? Wow. You're Ronald the, Reagan. Who? Ronald Reagan. Oh, but everyone knows that Ronald Reagan was a terrible actor. That's not even... But the thing about Ronald Reagan, he wasn't even that successful an actor. He was a B-movie B actor. So he made stinky, low-budget films. When they couldn't get uh-huh. um, Spencer Tracy or um, the guy from Casablanca... Um, they get Ronald that Reagan. Grabbed. Yeah, yeah, they they get, um, they get Ronald Reagan in. He was, he was, like, fourth or fifth down the list. Okay. But, but Marilyn Monroe, yeah, I mean, be, a, a beautiful woman, stunning, yeah, but... Yeah, beautiful,
5: but, yeah, she's got my own looks and her smile and her giggle. But watchable,
2: in the, like Mark Wahlberg is. I, I, you know, she was watchable, but, she, but, she but couldn't Matt, Matt Wahlberg. Huh? I, I don't. I don't rate his movies, any of them, at all. Oh they're, they're rubbish. But I'm saying he's what they're watchable rubbish. No,
5: they're not even watchable for well, me. Wowzers. <laughs> Sorry.
2: No, well, don't don't <laughs> apologise to me, but I, I suggest you send a letter to uh, Mr. Marky Mark Wahlberg, care of uh, Los Angeles, Hollywood, um, apologising <laughs> for will your.
4: Do that on your behalf. Thank you
2: me. very much indeed, G. There you go. You see, we're doing this politely. We're doing this respectfully, and we're also doing it with nutter's because Paul in Stoke Poges has just called in. Oh three. 444991000. Four, Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio.
6: Make your reservation, yes, for a Sunday afternoon show that's stuffed full of the juiciest cuts from the
7: last seven days of talk radio.
6: Oh, that's pucker, that is head chef Catherine Boyle slices and dices their way through all the week's highlights to serve up an exquisite cordon bleu feast for your ears. That's gala, that is blending, intense, searing debate with spicy supposition, sprinkled with a delicious soupçon of Ian Lee losing the plot. I can't think! Um, okay, I have to tell you now, it's very important, please be seated at the chef's table for a sumptuous board of sensation. Radio, all carved up for your delight and delectation. Seven days of talk
0: radio. served up Sunday afternoon from three of talk radio.
8: What are you doing? You're making a complete meal out of it.
0: Unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. Late night, Ian Lee on talk radio. We'll get you talking. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Catherine,
2: what have you just typed on my screen? I wasn't really paying attention. That was a promo. That was a- oh, why are you so loud? That was a promo for my show, Seven Days of Talk Radio. You got a show. Well, apparently. On what station? This one. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) Come on. Sunday, three o'clock. Shut up. And apparently,
1: you know, I'm the head chef.
2: Have you? Have you really? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. So here's what happened, right? I brought my boys into London today. You can say that, Kath, because I brought my boys into London. They're five and seven years old, okay? And, um... Uh, you know what kids like. They like to go and see where their parents work. Even if if you think it's dull, you know, they like to go and see where their oh. parents work. So uh, I had tickets to go and see a brilliant play at the Unicorn Theatre. There's a brilliant pl- theatre about ten minutes down the road from here, right, called the Unicorn Theatre. A bit London-centric, indulge me. They I have seen some of the best kids' plays there ever. And when I say kids' plays, I mean proper, intelligent, funny... Plays that kids are laughing at. I mean, the one we went and saw today, right? And it's on. It's on for a couple more days. I thoroughly recommend there's a young, a young uh, actor in it called Fion Gill, I think his name is. And uh, we'd seen it before, but it was so good we went and saw it again. Called um, uh, Hartleby, Jeremy Hartleby and Ooglemore, right? And it's an hour long. It's three actors, and it's about a day on the beach. And there's no dialogue. All they say are their names. That's it. And f- for an hour, you think, "Oh, for hell, That's gonna. It was. It, I, I was. I was laughing out loud. The kids were in hysterics. There's, there's a brilliant bit about ten minutes into it, a little boy stood up and went, "But they're not saying any words!" <laughs> and it was just wonderful. And and the the, the, the it, it's beautifully done, like proper physical, subtle physical comedy, right? And um, and it totally captivated the kids. And if the kids wandered on to... It's like on a... If the, kid, the kids are sitting right by the edge of the stage. And if the kids wandered on the stage, an usher would come and kind of, you know, yeah. take them off. But they, they would just incorporate it. And then there's a brilliant scene. It goes on for about eight minutes. They've got a giant beach, beach ball. And the actor's just throwing it into the audience. And the kids are just batting it back as... Uh, you know, really hitting it back as hard as they can. Oh, it was funny
1: is that the same place you went to see a, a play where they were yes. building a machine
2: yes they, they they were building a giant machine oh and there was a, such a wonderfully tense moment in it right and it was some of the same actors again this Gill, i'm i'm, I'm going to invite him in one night because he's brilliant right? a brilliant actor he's got it right there was a, th- this scene in this this other play where they're building all these machines and there's one where there's a suitcase with a hairdryer poking out the end right And they go and put a balloon on the end and turn the hairdryer on. (laughs) And it's one of those big balloons. And it fills up really, really slowly. And they're talking while it's filling up. But as it's filling up, the lights get darker and just focus on this thing. The machine gets louder and the talking gets quieter. And it goes on for about three, three and a half minutes. And you know it's going to explode. You know it's going to explode, right? You know it. But when it explodes, because it's gone on for so long, just everyone goes, oh, my goodness. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Um it was it was absolutely brilliant. the, the unicorn theater i i'll get we'll get someone on from the theater i'm not cause i'm angling for freebies because i think it's so brilliant but so and that was then it so I, I brought the boys into work and this is the point i'm I'm talking about Paul and Jay I'll get to you in a minute I brought the boys into work about half past twelve
9: right right okay.
2: And, um, I came in and we I took them to see Denny and, um, uh, they saw Lauren and we went into the office and we saw, cause I don't really know anybody that's injured in during the daytime because I don't work with them. Okay. But mm. I know John Holmes and John was there. And so I introduced the boys to John and he was very polite and very charming. And I said, sorry, lads, look, we can't go into the studio because there's a woman doing a show. And if I'm honest, she's a little bit shouty. Um, And John went, yeah, yeah, she's a witch. She's an actual witch. (laughs) (laughs) And and, and the boy, it's Julia Hartley Brewer, of course. And so we, everyone chuckled and stuff. And then we went round and we went and sat in another studio and my youngest was going, I'm a radio man, <laughs> mm-hmm. shouting. And we it was fun. And then as we were leaving, we went and just peered through the window into that studio where you were. Yeah. Okay? So the producers for Julia's show would have been. We just peered through the window. Because you don't want to come in and interrupt because, you know, you don't like people coming in. And um, as we were leaving, my youngest said really, really loudly in a packed office that hadn't heard John Holmes's comment... <sighs> So is that where the wicked witch lives then? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone burst into laughter, and the thing is, he's he's right. Um, but so we <laughs> we did that, and it was oh, I felt I felt well, I didn't. But now they keep calling her the witch. That comes from John Holmes. It could be worse though; they could be calling uh, Julia Natsifura, which is <laughs> I know is what he also does. So we we got off lightly. We got off lightly, Paul. Hi again, I
3: can't help myself. No, you can't
2: help yourself um, by just steaming in with what you want to say and ignoring the fun conversation that's been going on before. Well, I will say I do know the Unicorn Theatre. Do you really? Where is it?
3: It's near London Bridge, isn't it? It is. How do you know it? Because I've taken my son to see a play there that is for children, because they do a lot of theatre things for children. You've got a son? I do have a son. How old yes. how old's your boy? He's eleven, coming up twelve in hey, May. Fantastic,
2: fantastic. Yeah, I, I don't live with him now. No, I remember fun, you but. saying actually. No, it's a great theatre. They do they do really intelligent, and I don't. When I say intelligent, I don't mean worthy, but really, really cracking bits of the. What the hell are you doing, man? Well, I, I, I'm not good. Yeah. <laughs> All right.
3: Hello? I listen to the the Unicorn Theatre does a lot for young audiences. Yes. And it kind of uh, inspires and things for young people. Yes, it
2: inspires things for young people. Yeah, and I took him there once. Yes. Nope. We've yeah, I know we've done that. We've moved on for that. What what have you called in for? Okay, right. I've called
3: in for yes, Paul. someone of your topic tonight about bad actors. Yes. People that kinda of, I will say Tom Cruise. Wrong answer. Tom Cruise is a fantastic actor. Sorry, he does the same. He does the same thing every time. Not right. Not true. But he okay, does. The, the he, only thing yep. I will say, right? I'm not having this. Th- the, the only thing I will say when he was given uh, when he was given something to do yes. that was to play an actual character that w- that he made totally bad of
2: was the interview with a vampire. Right. Have you ever have you ever seen um what's the name of that film You're going to say Rain Man aren't you No I'm not going to say Rain Man What's the name of that film where Robert Downey Jr blacks up uh, As as like a minstrel thing As a, as like a black man Oh what do you God, mean I my kind of people I cannot remember
3: it's
4: Sorry got yeah got
2: Ben Ben Stiller in it yeah, you've got my head racing now. I cannot remember. It's got Ben and Google doesn't exist. It's got Ben Stiller. No. Um. Uh. uh um. Uh, Alan Partridge is in it. Um. Robert Downey Jr. No, Duke... you see, you're making that up. No, mate. I'm not. To... No, I'm not. Uh, Coogan is in it. Steve Coogan's in it. He gets his head blown off. <laughs> um. Don't go full retard is the line, isn't it? That's the line from the film. Um. Anyway, Tom Cruise is in that as like a a, a, a movie executive. And he's absolutely hilarious in it. He does a dance. Okay. He's got big, muscly, hairy arms. And he does, like, a sexy dance. <laughs> God, you've got
3: a brain madder than mine.
2: No, I haven't, Paul. Honestly, honestly, that... Please, don't even don't even make that suggestion. That breaks my heart you think that. No, not at all. Um, but, no, I'm not going to allow that, Paul. Because I genuinely think Tom Cruise is a great... you never seen Risky Business. He's as stiff as a board. Exactly, in Risky Business he was, because there's a scene where he masturbates, and I watched the that with my mum. Cocktail, I, watched that, cocktail, I watched that scene with my mum. The same as Cocktail, the same as Top Gun. Like right, Top Gun and Cocktail are the, essentially the same films. One is sat behind a bar, and one is sat in an aeroplane. They're the same film, right? But he's Okay, done, well, okay he,
3: what was the name of the bottle of brandy that was the bet in Cocktail?
2: I've never seen the film, so I don't know. Okay,
3: right. Well, Have you ever was... seen Cocktail? What was it? With Brian Brown. Who With Brian Brown. Yeah.
2: Do we? Um, Louis Trey, Louis Tra- yeah. The film where he... You're just babbling now. The film where he has to go back in time every single day to kill a giant spider, that's good. <laughs> the film where there's like a million Tom Cruises scattered around the earth, that's good. No, Tom Cruise is a great actor.
5: Oh,
2: God. Sorry, Paul, what, you are what, wrong on this. The one I mentioned last night, Michael Caine. No, I think Michael Michael Kane is a solid actor oh. so I'm sorry, I'm sorry Paul you you have not grasped the concept okay I'll,
3: okay, I'll throw another one in there. I've just thought of that is bad that might be a bit unforgivable to say Christopher Reeve as Superman cannot act
2: It's controversial, but I'm going to give you that. I never thought yeah. Christopher Reeve was a very good actor no no. I, I I I never thought he was a very good actor. Yeah. I always thought he do speak the truth. Well, you, you're also a babbling idiot. But thanks uh, for that call, Paul. Thank you. Yeah, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. I knew someone would say Tom Cruise, and I suspected it would be Paul that would say Tom Cruise because that's easy. That's easy money to say Tom Cruise. But you're wrong. He is an absolutely fantastic actor. I will... Tom Cruise. You know he's British. Britain's greatest actor. You know that, right? Britain's greatest actor, Tom Cruise. Should be Sir Tom Cruise. He will be one day. If he drops that Scientology nonsense, the Queen will give him a knighthood. Simple as. 0344 499 1000. Don't forget to tick your rage. Our diaries, Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio.
1: The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night.
0: Late Nights,
1: Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
2: If, um, if you're watching on Periscope, come here. Because I'm gonna show you, I'm gonna show you. There's no, um, no, there's no classified information on there. Uh, I'm gonna show you. A, this is what we're thinking of doing on tomorrow's show. Let me just get rid of that bit. There we go. Because there's some phone numbers you don't need to see. Right. So um, let me show you what what the screen I have in front of me. Okay. This is called phone box, guys. This is called phone box, and this is how we do. Um, the show. I sit here. I've got that computer that does nothing. I've got that, and I've got this computer over here that I, I, I use for beds and stuff. But we've got phone box again. Okay, I can see on here. Although the screen's are a little bit, uh, I can see we got Dave, and I can see we got Julie, and I can see we got Jay. And what would I do is I would touch their name, and they would come up on there. And using these faders here, if I just shine a light on it, I open the line and I close the line. Okay, so that's how we do it normally. I thought it might be fun tomorrow if I had this screen. Switched off. And I saying no, that, I don't know where the off button is. There is an off button somewhere. If I had this screen switched off so that I couldn't see who was calling in <coughs> or, or, or what they were coming well, on, We don't really put what they're calling in about anyway on, on this show. But I, I couldn't see who was calling in. So I would sit here tomorrow from 10. Well, just after 10, I'll do it, actually. With this screen closed down. There we go. It'd be like that. If I close that, close phone box, yes. So nothing on the screen. And the two faders, the phone faders, up. So I'll come in tomorrow, I'll do a little chitty chat, I'll explain what's going on, and um, then I'll I'll close down phone box and I'll put those two faders up, and I'll just do a show. And I'll have stuff to talk about, and I'll I'll, I'll come up with some bits and pieces in the day, and um, I'll go through the paper. So I'll have stuff to talk about. Uh, But I won't know who's phoning up and who's on the line and that would be catherine's responsibility and catherine is through there and there's emma because ed's off and that would be catherine's responsibility so catherine would put people on when she wanted to and would cut people off when she wanted to Wouldn't be anything to do with me. I'm not touching those faders. Once those faders are up, unless someone swears or does something, you know, where I have to act like a responsible presenter, um, uh, 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 those faders those faders will be staying, oh, you can't see it, in the up position. If you're watching on Periscope, you're getting a little tour of the studio. These two faders will be staying in the up position. Um, And Catherine will put the calls on. I need to open it. Now, God, it's weird already. Two minutes of that closed, and it's making me a bit uncomfortable. Um, And Catherine will put the calls on. And we'll get rid of them when she feels they've said enough or that she's had enough or whatever. It might work. It might be an absolute disaster. I've got a feeling if you phone in, you know, it's dependent on you guys phoning in. But if you phone in, I think it might be quite good fun. It might be quite good fun. It might get us nowhere. We might achieve nothing out of it, but you never know. So we'll do that tomorrow night at 10. Uh, let's go to Jay. So I wouldn't be able to do that. I just have the faders hip up, hip and people are going to start joining in when they want. Hip, 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 Jay. Hip, hip, hip. Hip, hip, Jim, hip, Jay, Jay. What doing? kind of cake? Uh, lemon drizzle Beautiful. and Battenberg. Ooh. Feeling decadent. Wow, the Battenberg. The Battenberg looks so tasty, but it's so heavy.
10: A marzipan, though. I'm a sucker for marzipan. Here's
2: the thing. Here's the thing, Jay, right. About a month ago, I was 16 stone 7, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then I've really been working. I've I've cut down my food massively. I don't eat chocolate. I don't snack on the way home unless I'm absolutely famished. Before, I'd I'd drive home and buy a packet of biscuits and two sandwiches. Now, I don't don't buy anything. Um, And I got down... To 50... uh, Three days ago, I got down to 15 stone, three pounds. Nice one. I'd lost a stone and three pounds in about three or four weeks.
10: And do you think that's mostly
2: changing of diet, or the exercise, it's, or both? It's both, it's both. It's, it, I think it's primarily right. changing diet, but I'm, I'm trying to get right. to the gym twice a week and do a class, and I'm not beating right. myself off if I can't, and I'm not saying I'm going to go three or four times a week, because that is, with time and stuff, is, if I can do three, that's brilliant, but two, two right. I can pretty much manage. But then last night, Jay, I weighed myself, and I would started going back up. I was 15'5". Oh, now, right. it's only two pounds, but I, I've, I've already I'm thinking, oh, God, what, know, what if I peaked?
10: No, don't worry. I've been through this journey myself. Actually, I lost five stone in ten months. Hey, heck!
2: How, and how was? How did you? Was it? Was that the same dieting and exercise?
10: Mostly diet, um, also a lot of exercise. Um, Just counting them in and counting them out. Yeah,
2: uh, you're right.
10: Like. like Like a UKIP immigration policy, cut the
2: calories in and count the calories (laughs) out. And I say diet. I'm not dieting. I've just cut chocolate. I had to have a bit of chocolate today because I hadn't eaten all day and I was starting to get a migraine. So I had a little bit of chocolate just to give me a bit of a sugar rush. Um, But I've cut chocolate out, pretty much cut biscuits out, although I I did have one last night when I go home because they were there and I couldn't resist them. I'm weak. Um, But it it seems to be going all right. I hope when I weigh myself today, I've I've not gone up from 15.5 though.
10: Two tips, yes. don't worry too much about the little fluctuations in your weight, because your water retention oh. actually makes quite a bit of difference. Okay. So, weigh, your, weigh yourself at the same time of day. Yes. Yes. every day, <laughs> And, and only do it once a week, so don't obsess about it.
2: Okay. Nice one, Jay. Thank you, mate. Well, that must have been a real... How much did you lose? Five stone?
10: L- five stone in ten months, but I actually um, put quite a bit back on, and then back, going back down again now, so yeah. it's It's a, you know, it's a
2: movable feast. I know. I mean, Kath have already said, when we go to New York, we're just going to stuff our faces. I mean, there's there's no point in going to New York and not going to a branch of the New York Cheesecake Factory. Oh, it's my favourite shop. The New York Cheesecake Factory. I think that's what it's called. I'm going there. It's just, they do the the best. There's like about 162 cheesecakes to choose from.
10: Yeah, you know what gets you about New York, though? If you want to share, they have a huge slice of cheesecake. If you want to share, they charge you, like, $4 to share a cake with your friends. Do they? Bloody yeah, they Americans. Have, like, Trump's, Trump's uh, America. Yeah.
2: Trump's America.
10: Go on, Jay, what are you been called in to...
2: for?
10: Um, cinema. Tropic Thunder, for C- a start.
2: Uh, Tropic Thunder. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes.
10: That was the one. I'm just coming back from seeing Get Out. I'm actually driving back from Ooh. Get Out now.
2: <laughs> now, don't what give any spoilers. Did you so enjoy it?
10: What I loved it. I, I took I took the wife. Yeah. She didn't know it was a horror at oh, all. Oh, beautiful. She didn't know anything about it. She thought it was a nice kind of, uh, dr- you know, uh, film about a relationship.
9: Yeah, oh, um, she
10: thought it was a rom-com. Was in, <laughs> I, had, I, had to, I had to, honestly, I had to scrape her up off the floor.
8: To get her. It was, it, she was in bits. Was
10: I
2: amazing. did something this week that I very rarely do these days. I went and saw it again for a second time
8: amazing did uh, you see did you spot you were wrong
10: about the uh, actors?
2: yeah the i did yeah office. it's not it's oh, not the producer <laughs> and, now, and now yeah i felt silly for yeah. saying it cuz obviously it's not um but um yeah i went and saw it a second time and it was it was still just as good uh, even though i knew Ooh. what was coming it, it in some ways it made it even more delicious yeah yeah it was so so
10: tense it, it, Is oh, it?
2: And isn't it great the way that, cause, cause horror films are, and thrillers are meant to be tense. And they normally, the, you normally get the release from the tension by music or by cutting to, you know, a completely different scene. But they brilliantly release the tension with his mate coming in and doing, you know, yeah. like five minutes of gags. It's was funny, was not it? The whole thing about they've, that the white folk have turned him into a sex slave. Oh, it was hilarious! Yeah absolutely
9: hilarious
2: yeah it
10: was good it was just very very good oh i'm
2: glad you enjoyed it Jay. did your missus enjoy it in, in inverted oh, she commas loved it, yeah yeah
10: she loved it um and one last thing um because I, I always phone up and never actually get the thing out that i phoned up about yes um jude law
2: yes oh <laughs> oh, oh, oh come on yes he's coming <laughs> having that? he's got that oh, we're having that Everywhere. Again, yeah. I find, as I get older, I find Jude Law quite watchable, but also quite, oh, yeah. quite terrible.
8: Yeah, yeah, it can be both.
2: Yeah. it can be both. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, definitely. Jay, listen, excellent stuff. I'm glad you enjoyed that film. It really is. Um, if you've not seen Get Out, and I think you've got to see it in the cinema, or if you're going to watch it on DVD, it'll be out on DVD soon, you've got to do it late at night in a very dark room. It is just, Kath, you were terrified, weren't you? You were terrified. It really is. And even though I'd seen it, no spoiler, uh, spoilers, guys, don't worry. Um, even though I'd seen, I, I got goosebumps just before the tense stuff happened. I just thought it was so deliciously made and, and put together and constructed. It was a joy to watch, and there's some hokey bits in it, but good, good, more hokum in movies, please. Um- what have we got? We have got Matthew, we have got Dave, and we got Julie. I tell you what, um, uh, Matthew, Dave, and Julie, if you could be so patient, we'll come to you after the news because I want to give you a fair crack of the whip, and I've only got a minute, just over a minute to talk now, and it would uh, would be doing you a, a disservice, I think. Y- you know how the show works now, don't you, people? You- you've you've kind of got a flavour for it, and boy, oh boy, oh boy, the last this week and last week, how many new callers have we had? We've had so many new callers. You've got the you've got the the lay of the land. You know how it works. We're we doing this thing about bad movie actors that are really successful. Interestingly, they are all incredibly watchable people. Jude Law, I find him watchable, but a stinker. You know, Mark Wahlberg. Tom Cruise, he's a brilliant actor. Have you never seen... um What is it? Respect the Willie. Respect the Willie. Magnolia, is that it? Have you seen that film? Oh, he plays... um uh, a, a motivational speaker, and he's going, respect the Willy, but he's not saying Willy, of course. He's saying, um, res- re- oh, he's brilliant in magnet. I've got that on DVD, I'll lend it to you. Not you, dear listener. Well, you can borrow it if you want, but Kath's first on the list. Uh, we're doing that, but you can call in about anything you want. It really is, um, we're quite relaxed <laughs> in that respect. You can call in about anything you want. Uh, don't tweet, don't text, don't email where's the fun in me reading out your words phone up if you even if you want to phone up and say the show is a load of our rubbish you'd be very welcome oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the phone number don't forget to tick your rage
0: our diaries late nights with ian lee on talk radio late nights ian lee on talk radio
1: we have ways of making you talk
2: listener. Busy first hour. Clowns are complaining. No, they're not. I I believe the phrase is clowns are jumping on a bandwagon. (laughs) They're jumping on a bandwagon. What was the clown called in it? Pennywise? Was it Pennywise? I think it was. I think it was. The first movie version of it featured um, John Boy Walton. I mean, uh, I mean... There's a phone-in. Actors with uh, moles on their faces. There's John Boy Walton. De Niro. That's it. Those are the only two. We're not doing that. Well, we can do that. 0344. It's a late-night phone-in show unlike any other phone-in show. Um, And boy, oh boy, I've got to say, we're getting so many calls at the moment and so many new calls. It's incredible. (laughs) You can call in about absolutely anything you want. And we're also, the thing I've thrown out to you, the bone I have tossed to the dogs is actors... Who are incredibly successful, but terrible. Jude Law, Mark Wahlberg. We're not having Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is too obvious and it's wrong. He's absolutely brilliant. Um, where should we go to? Let's go to Matthew. Good evening, Matthew. Good evening. How, you doing, How are you doing, boss? Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> Well, sorry, I yes. uh, dropped my phone. Okay, well, don't drop <laughs> your phone. I, 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 okay, i i you may have to, did you, did you, can I ask you, Matthew? Man yeah. to man, don't say it again. Did you say, oh, F it? I think out, I may. Right? I, I, pressed the dump button, um, oh, no, no, don't you worry, it's a yellow card. You've got a yellow card, literally 30 seconds into your first ever call, oh. you've received a yellow card. That's oh. a, that's a world record. Yeah, is that's a go. world record. Don't <laughs> do it again. Go on, Matthew, what you got for us?
3: Uh, Danny Dyer, awful actor. <laughs> Absolutely
2: dreadful. Yeah, well... He just needs to play himself. Here's the thing. I- I've met Danny Dyer years ago, and he's a nice bloke, right? But, 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 but... I wouldn't say... I wouldn't... I wouldn't put Danny Dyer into this, because I don't think he's that successful. What And what I mean by that is... Yeah, he's in EastEnders. Yeah, he's made a couple of movies, but... He's not up there with Jude Law and um, Mark Wahlberg, is he? No, that's true. What, what the hell are you doing? Are you robbing someone's house? No, I'm mopping out.
3: I'm greasing up tins at the moment. i work working a bakery. Oh, I, I did wonder if that
2: was a euphemism or not, but no, you are literally greasing up tins. What are you yeah. making? Don't say uh, bread.
3: Uh, well, yeah, we've done bread, cakes, buns, and all that tonight. Uh, what, what? Okay. Uh,
2: any any special loaves going? A
3: special where we got some sourdoughs on and done some nice French sticks tonight.
9: Oh, beautiful! beautiful. Yeah. I've got
3: a nice cake you might like, which was a brownie uh, cheesecake. It's gonna have raspberries and all that slaps over tomorrow. Oh,
2: flipping it, mate! That is to, to, to say those words to someone who's desperately trying to lose some weight. That that is that's fighting talk, Matthew. There. That is fighting. You know, I, I used to work in the bakery in Safeways years ago, and yeah. um, I w- once bled into the bread mixture. Oh, lovely! I bet uh, they punters right well, that. It, the punters well, some of the buns. It was for the buns, right? You had this big, massive, huge sort of ball of dough, and yeah. I put it into the. The thing, and it mixed it up, and then you, you press a button, and it would br- put, make out two two buns, two rolls at a time, and some of the rolls came out a bit pink, and I thought, what is that? Why? Why is that? And I looked down, and I cut my thumb quite badly, and I would have got in so much trouble for if I, was, you know, if I'd have done the right thing and thrown that batch away, that I just, I just kept tossing them. If they came out pink, I tossed them back into the thing till they came out roll colour. That is terrible, isn't it? Yeah, it sounds like an oddy you were using. (laughs) It was was awful. Matthew, listen, uh, thank you for your first call. Uh, Don't sweat in the second one. There's a good lad. Thank you. 0344 499 1000. Um, That's true. At the same place, I, um... It was this massive ball of dough. You had to take it from the machine that made the dough and then take it over to this other thing that would kind of mix it all up and then would pump out rolls. And, um... It, it, you no, know, you'd hold the dough, but it would kind of fall through your arms and stuff, and I dropped it on the floor, right? And it was filthy, I mean, filthy, and it was all covered in bits and stuff. And, um, again, I put, it, I put the mixture into the thing. Why would you trust bread making with a 17-year-old who doesn't want to work there as a career? Why would you do that? And I put it back in the thing, and if, if, if it came out and felt a bit lumpy, a bit stony, I'd... Throw it right back in. Awful. I learned how to mop floors there, though. I am the master at mopping floors. I learned how to mop a floor well. i I'll give you that much. We just lost a call there, so you can get that call back and I'll go to Julie. Good evening, Julie. Hip hip hip. Ian. Hip hip hip, Julie. What kind of cake? A uh,
10: stomach
2: cake. Yay! Hey! Hey! <laughs> I've been I, I, I good have good. been um emailing. One of my favorite favorite singers, right? Because she lives in New York, and um, I wanted to pick her brains about going to New York, right? And Is this she, Coppola? it's Amani Coppola. Okay, well, there's there's the love anonymity her. has gone out the window, but it doesn't matter. I'm I, sorry, think I, I'm sorry. I No, I think we can share this story. And she sent a quick reply. I sent this long email saying, "Hey Amani, I'm thinking of bringing the show. I'd love to have you on it as a guest. Also, can you think of any places we could go and, and broadcast from?" She replied, um. I'm not in a good mood at the moment, I'm about to start my period, can I email you when I'm on my period and I'll feel a bit better?" And I got this and I went, ooh, Struth, right, okay. Um, so I, 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 um, I put all my, my chips on red and I replied going, oh red, I didn't mean (laughs) that, I didn't mean it like that, (laughs) sorry. I I, I, I hesitated saying black, because I thought that might sound racist, and now (laughs) I've said red, and it sounds (laughs) menstrualist. Anyway. (laughs) Um, so I said, um, all right, Imani, I'll write to you in a couple of days. I hope you have a good period. Now, that is... I think that's nice. That's a nice thing. I'm wishing her a good period. And then she wrote back when she was on her period, and... She said, uh, you know, I'm on my period now, and I said, well, I hope it's going well, and um, and we had a great time. I
5: think that's a lovely sentiment.
2: And I'm happy to email pop stars about their periods um, <laughs> if they want. If they want to have those conversations, <laughs> I'm happy to do that, because that's the kind of guy I am. <laughs> anyway, Julie, what you got for us?
5: Um, Firstly, can I just say, I'm really delighted you're doing the whole no Google thing, because I've been doing that in my general life for about, probably about a couple of years, and at the moment, I'm day two into trying to remember the title of the film, uh, the Bunny Boiler film, don't tell me, because it's in my head, I've just got to recall it.
2: Hang on a minute. Um, well, it's not in. I, I, I want to say all right. I've got to say this, even though I know it's wrong, because I've got to get it out of my system. It's yeah. not indecent proposal.
5: No, exactly, and yeah. that's the one that keeps bringing up in my head. <laughs> but I know that I know it, but I just can't quite.
2: That's the film where been. they had to. They had to reshoot the ending, didn't they? Because I don't know. Yeah, because the first. I I can't remember it, because I've not seen it for a long time. Oh, I know what it is. I know. I've just remembered the title. Um. Uh. But the the the, the first ending. Did, did now? How does it end? now is it a happy ending or a sad ending
5: i can't remember she made a sequel didn't she as well i don't know and i know it's got michael Douglas. i know it's got Blaine Close, but i just can't i know i know it
2: sharon stone is the one she made a sequel about 20 years later in england
5: i think that's that yeah we go so i'm i'm really pleased that you're you're doing the whole no google thing yeah
2: I think it yeah. makes it makes it makes it certainly more interesting for me. Also, what's the point of me asking any question on the air because I can just Google it, Absolutely. unless I'm asking specifically for your opinions. But there's no point in going. What was that? Uh, I can just Google it. So no, it's nice. I'm gonna I'm, I'm enjoying that. I'm enjoying no, Twitter um, uh, during the show. It's beautiful. It's making the show more pure. Good,
5: yeah. and I've also got a bad answer
4: for
5: you. Yep. Arnold Schwarzenegger.
4: Hang on a minute. Um...
5: Lots of films, well paid, has never moved me to emotion by his acting. Can which is I? What I would.
2: Can I bring in? Can I bring in another voice on this? Because I'm not sure I agree, but I want to take it to a third yeah. party. Would that be all right? Okay. Yeah. Of course. Dave. Dave. Hello, oh, hip hip hip. hip, hip, hip Dave. I know this isn't what you've called in about, but we'll we'll get to that in a minute. Um would you put Arnold Schwarzenegger on this list?
7: Uh it's hard because he's just had so many iconic roles. Yeah. I um, think Arnie he, he's almost
2: like a brand, you know. Um I tell you why I tell you why I'm gonna disagree with you, Julie. Mm-hmm. Because I think he is a brilliant actor in the Terminator movies. He's he's playing a futuristic cyborg.
5: He's, yeah, he's playing, and, and he does it with, with no with no emotion with no emotion. Yeah, but how about the Give other
2: film? Give me your clothes. <laughs> no, I, 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 do you know what robot. I mean, Dave? He's he's good at playing the psychopathic robots.
7: I, I agree. When it comes to playing robots, he he really comes into his own. So I'm gonna, I'm Julie, I'm gonna ones. say
2: no. I'm I'm, I'm okay, not gonna allow enough. Schwarzenegger on the list. Okay, fair enough. Anything else? No. Up your bum. Uh, yes, Dave. Hey, hip hip hip. Hip 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 Dave, what you got for us, boss?
7: Um, okay, well just uh, uh contribute to your theme, uh, actors that can't really act. Yes, I'd say Vin Diesel. Sorry, uh Fast Furious fans.
2: Do you know what? I've never seen a Vin Diesel film, so I'm quite happy to, I'm quite happy to take your word for it, Dave. Totally forgettable. Yep. He's
7: he's he's yep. he's on the list. Not 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 good. Like not not good at all. Yep. Um and just something that I wanted to phone in about that's off topic, uh, a guy who I really like, um, uh, died today, and I was wondering if it was, um, someone who you liked, or I Don any Rickles!
2: Ah, your- oh. Don Rickles, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, was he, was he, he's an American comedian, was Wonderful. he 90 when he, uh, today, I think, or when he died? Uh, yep, yeah, correct. I, here's the thing, I am aware of Don Rickles, I have, um, read lots of people who've worked with him, and I've, I've i i he, he pops up in lots
7: of different books that I've read, I
2: don't think I've ever seen Don Rickles.
7: He, um... Well, you may have seen, uh, Like, his little bit parts in a few movies. Right. Um, he was, like, in Casino, the Scorsese film. Um, he was in that movie, Dirty Work. But I think I think his his movie roles were just bitty. Yeah. But he was really good at, uh, those celeb roasts, which kind of came over here, oh. but were, like you say, more of a kind of American phenomenon. But yeah. he... he and, and just, um... A nightclub's comic. Uh, do you know uh, what? Okay. I,
2: I, I'm I'm going to check him out. Um, probably not tomorrow because I've got I, I, I've, I've had three and a half hours sleep since I was last broadcasting. Oh <laughs> boy, boy! Well, I've got the kids, and I'm going to get three and a half hours sleep tonight if I'm lucky. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I'm going to have a look over the weekend. Those roasts, for those who don't know, the, uh, the 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 roasts, the American ones, basically, a whole load of comedians get together and are really, really, really nasty and rude about an actor or a singer or... Like, like big stars, like about Frank Sinatra or Jerry Lewis or, you know, whatever. And the person they're being rude about sits there on the stage and laughs and grins and takes it. Mm, It's the weirdest, weirdest phenomenon. And they're very (laughs) sweary, very sweary. I've got some recordings of some that occasionally pop up on... um, my iPod Shuffle, and they're absolutely filthy.
7: Uh, I, I recall a Gilbert Gottfried uh, roasting Joan Rivers, oh. and it's, uh, it's 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 remorseless. It's uh, it's it's really harsh, really. Why do sexually you think, graphic. Why do Why do they Why do they do it? Why do the, does the person say yes? They'll do it. Um, I think it's to show that they have humility. I think.
9: Well,
2: yeah. They tried um, it over here, didn't they, for, uh, I, don't, I think it may have been Channel 4 or maybe Channel 5 that, that tried it over here. Um, but the rules of broadcasting and um, the British sensibilities mean it, 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 the, they were never as as mean and as pointed correct. as There's the ones in America.
7: Say that again, Dave? It, it seemed like a bit of a cheap acting over here. Yeah. It wasn't quite, they, like you said, they didn't kind of go hard enough.
2: Yeah. But you're right. It'll be it'll be sexually explicit. Um, I've got one. You know, I've got some from like the 60s and 70s where they're calling the person an effing c. Um, mm-hmm. they, they will they will tear apart their uh, the, you know the way they look and any um, you know kind of facial impurity or but they will pounce on that and, and destroy that. They'll they'll um, imp- imply that they're sexual deviants. It's it really is relentless
7: it's quite enjoyable as well very easy to watch yeah uh, and i've i find myself go especially with don rickle's stuff go into uh, a youtube wormhole yep, of yep. just his roasts and his talk show appearances i mean his stuff with um uh, carson yep. uh, right going right up to like letterman and then kimmel and and all those guys kind of when he was quite an old man yeah very very cool guy
2: Dave, I'm going I'm to check some of his stuff out this weekend because I, I, I knew that he passed because he popped up in loads of my, my Twitter and Facebook stuff. Thank you very much, Dave. I enjoyed that. Alex, stay there. I'll come to you in a bit. 0344 499 is the telephone number. Late nights with Ian Lee on
0: Talk Radio. Late night conversation. Wealth losing sleep over Ian Lee. On air and off the leash. On Talk Radio.
1: We have ways of making you talk
2: how many calls have we had so far in the show Catherine? i'm just keen to um to know and what we'll do what we'll do is we'll we'll keep a tally of what, the number of calls we get per show and if there are any no marks that, that want to troll me because uh, i'm a pathetic little man and um my show's got less listeners than the shipping forecast then um, we can just pass these um these statistics on to them um we can do that, you know, if you got no he's got no calls, He's got no calls, rubbish. Nine calls so far, beautiful, yeah, lovely. We've got we've got no calls, We've got nine we've got nine and a lot of them been, been new. About half of them have been new. That'll do me. Um Alex Hello. Huh? How are you doing? I'm doing all right. These calls are very loud in my ears for some reason. I don't know why. I'm having to ride. No, it's not your fault. I'm having to ride the fader, but each one is um, surprising me. Maybe my my ears have healed themselves after years of self abuse.
11: It could be that. Could could be that. that. Very well be that.
6: What you got for us? Anyway, yeah. Well, I was um, interested in what someone said earlier on about Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. And how he is—he uh, well, you said he was uh, he did the Terminator role br- brilliantly, because he was kind of robot, kind of you know a bit of a. a, a, a yeah.
2: I couldn't play a future. I could play a robot from the future as effectively as he does.
6: Well, I think that's probably because he's—he uh, he, uh, was—he's he, obviously from um the future Austria, oh. and he's got a <laughs> yeah, <the> future, <laughs> and uh, he's uh, from Austria. He's got an accent, you know. He had the, and he's got a bit of a. a, a An appearance, obviously, big, big lad. Yeah. Um, uh, And um, you know, but have have you seen the film Maggie?
2: I have not seen the film Maggie. No.
6: He. It was when he. It was obviously after he was. um, After he was governor.
9: Yeah.
6: um, And uh, he plays a guy looking for his um, daughter, young daughter, in the zombie apocalypse. Whoa, whoa, whoa!
2: Hang on a minute. Wow. Stop the clock. Okay. This sounds the the like the most brilliant film I've never seen.
6: It's really good. Um, it, it's it, it was it's really understated. It, it won a couple of awards, I think. Yeah. But um, it, it was yeah, it was very understated. It didn't, didn't have a massive um, wider um, appeal to you know I, I, you know didn't get to a lot of the cinemas. Yeah. Um, but it was it was uh, it, I think the Sundance Festival it, it really kicked ass. Uh, is that my first ever card?
2: No, kick-ass, you can say. I've, I've, uh, you, uh, you don't get a yellow card. I've just lost a little bit of respect for you for using the phrase
6: kick-ass. Uh, well, no, well, uh, kick-ass is a good phrase, oh
2: no! right? Oh, no, kick-ass uh, is, is a terrible phrase. Yeah. That was a yellow card. Uh, that was one. Yeah, we go. Uh, kick-ass is a terrible... I, mean, I, I I feel uncomfortable saying the word.
6: But the film kick-ass, Then what about
2: that? Yeah, fair play. Um, what do you... Right. <laughs> <laughs> when you're when you're trying to be um sexy right yeah. i'm not very good at sexy language right right and it, oh, uh, no i uh, no, uh, and i have yet to find to
7: what, 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 what are you trying are you to get at? Are you, where are you going whoa,
2: whoa hang on a minute <laughs> who was that in the background oh that's my that's my girlfriend uh, what's your girlfriend's name it's, uh, Louise. Louise. Hello, Louise.
5: Chatting my boyfriend at here.
2: Yeah, I am a little bit Louise, actually, if you don't mind. <laughs> no, well, but look, I'm glad Louise is there, because she can help, right? Okay. Um, because, uh, and, and, well, I'm going to say that, that this is, that, as a heterosexual, but maybe this applies to homosexual relationships <laughs> as well. Here, I'm, I'm just going to get to it, right? Uh, Alex and Louise. Okay. I don't have a sexy word for, um, a lady's bottom.
9: <laughs>
6: oh, so, this is a massive. This is a <laughs> r- this is this is a constant conversation, isn't it? Because
9: <laughs> I can't, I can't.
5: Oh
6: here's the thing, right? I can't say.
2: Oh, you've got a nice ass.
5: Him, like, no,
6: I can't. I can't say it. I'm on my yellow card.
2: <laughs> no, hang on a minute. We'll get to what you said. I can't say you've got a nice ass, because that sounds too American. I can't say you've got a nice ass, because ass to me is always a little bit sweary. And I certainly can't say you've got a nice bum, because bum is like... No,
6: oh, no, no. I kind of I I like the, the word bum. It works well. Bum just well, reminds it's... me of, of
2: being a kid, though. And my dad's saying, I'm going to smack your bum in a minute if you carry on.
6: Uh, yeah, so, uh, arse apparently, uh, Louise says "ass" is
2: the one. Oh, Louise, you're, you're, I've got, you've I've lost all respect for you. That's quite common. Oh no! She, she she so Louise, you there. would like it if Alex said, "You've got a really nice ass." <laughs> yeah, well, yes, yeah,
6: yes, she would. I, I do say that quite often as well, so... <laughs> oh, I bet, her, I
2: bet, it's, I bet her ass is stunning. But it's just the use of <laughs> it's just the use of the word that 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 is that's the word you well, use in that relationship, think, is it?
6: Well, uh, well, I tend to use the word ask because I don't like using the word the Americanized no. version. Ask ah, doesn't work. It just uh, yeah, does not work for me. But yeah, yeah. Anyway, back to um. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: hang on, a <laughs> no, hang on a second. Brilliant. Hang on a second. Yeah. We've started this conversation. Uh-huh. And it's late night radio.
6: Oh, I know. I know.
2: Oh, yeah. I'm gonna take the conversation, bearing in mind you've got a yellow card, so oh, we're yeah. gonna tread carefully. I will I'm going to take the conversation tough. to the next level.
12: Oh gee. Um hey.
2: The lady's sexual ladies sexual
11: oh, go all ladies.
2: The lady sexual opening, right? <laughs> I <laughs> You can't okay, here we go. Here we go. Just be careful. Just okay. let all be careful, right? You certainly right. can't say you've got a nice vagina. You can't say that, right? Because that's not sexy, well.
6: right? It's not. It's very, uh, clinical.
2: Yeah. I, I, I would struggle to say you've got a nice C word, because that's too, yeah. that's yeah. too guttural. Too brutal. So the only other word is a word that I don't like. Which
6: one? Uh, is it, is it a cat?
2: Yeah. I, d- uh, you right,
6: say yeah. you've got I'm a very not, nice cat. Wrong, I it?
2: can't. It's,
6: it, it's, it's, it's a go-to word, because it's very easy to, uh, you know, it's very easy to say. It's a very soft word. Yes. However, I might, my favourite word, and I, I don't know if I've made this so or uh, if, if I've heard it from some... It's, um, flangita.
4: <laughs> flangita?
6: I think it might have come from, uh, possibly flange. <laughs> and I've... I've, 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 um, I've kind of... Made it uh, French, franchise
2: it. How uh, (laughs) flangita? So I want to, I want to nibble your flangita.
11: Yeah. Can uh,
2: I ask? And we, we, I think we're high enough frequency here. Just about (laughs) Louise. Does that, does that get you going, Louise? Um. Not with you
5: saying it particularly. No, 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 not
2: not me. But if Alex were to say, what uh, uh, "What? I'd like to see your flangita." With that. Well, you've got to
6: say it nicely. Go on, 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 then. just say it. Can I? Can I see flange? <laughs> it. It's like, hey, hey, baby, hey, hey. Oh can I see a flange?
9: <laughs> oh my God.
6: <laughs> Why am I doing this on the phone? I, I, I think your... it might be something to do with the vodka. <laughs> oh no! no, no Alex kidding.
2: and Louise, <laughs> you've been very good sports. Thank you so much. So go and Thank go you. and enjoy, enjoy each other's flanges. Uh, um, oh, th- I think I think we just about got away with that. That's as about that's as far as we're going to go. That's as far as we're going to go. We just about got away with that. I think. I think 03444991000 is the telephone number. I'm going to go to
0: break. Unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. Late night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking.
2: Oh, man. And then you need to fade that down, Catherine. I know it's been a long time since, and a long time since you've produced a radio show. And, whoa. What, one year, is it? Is that what you're saying with that? Um, 0344 491. No, hang on. That's not it at all. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. Uh, let's go to Dom. Good evening,
11: Dom. Good evening, boss. You all right? Yeah. Hip, hip, hip. On that, yeah. yeah and You're a summoner, aren't you? I thought you all called them Harris's down there. Um, no, I
2: never used the phrase. Oh, and I did, I, I did use use the phrase Harris a long, long time
11: ago. There's a comedian, wasn't there? Jimmy. What was he called? White haired guy who's a bit of blue for the dads. For oh, years Jimmy, years Jones. The time. Jimmy Jones. Jimmy Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, Jimmy he's Jones. Funny guy. Jimmy Jones. Yeah, I like that. Jimmy Jones. Yeah. Uh, Marky Mark film. Yeah. That's good. One exists.
9: Yeah.
11: It's uh, it's the basketball diaries. He plays a junkie in it. he's actually pretty good in it.
9: Well,
2: no, no. I bet he, no, no. I bet he's watchable in it, but I bet he's no good in it. He can't act.
11: I, I can't liable, but I would say that he. He, had, he may have had experiences that helped him become a better actor in that particular film. Okay,
2: well, okay,
11: that's... Well, okay. At that time, long, long time ago. <laughs> the anyway, thing about a lot acting, right, the
2: thing about oh. acting in movies,
11: right, in particular, yeah.
2: right, is... I bet it's really, really hard, okay? Because... And it's different from TV, because TV... In TV, quite often, you'll do big, long scenes that last three or four or five minutes, right? Yeah, yeah. But in movies... You'll you'll have a scene that's like ten, six minutes long, right? Mm-hmm. But you won't film it all twice or three times in its entirety. You'll film one little bit, then they've got to move the camera, and then they're going to film that same little bit, but a bit further back. Then they're going to move the camera and, and film and, uh, the next 30 seconds. Are... So you're filming little chunks of it over multiple times, and they might take... The second effort from chunk one and the sixth Mm -hmm. effort from chunk two and then the 15th effort from chunk three. So you've got to make it the same all the way through the um, different takes
11: at so the same means bland.
2: No! Well, no! In really no, Marky I mean, Mark's but, case,
11: it does. Well, <laughs> I mean, I know what you mean. I know you, you you want to do the same thing every time, so there's no... You can't be too motive because yeah. you might not be able to so be... Yeah, so there's consistency
2: in the uh, performance.
11: Well, I remember reading... I can't remember who it was, but it was someone who transitioned from the stage where you've got to be loud and enunciated to the back of cheap yeah. seats yeah. to a film, and he found out very quickly that it's the the, the uh, what do you call it the long shots and the mid range shots they're just the general you you act in them but you don't need to worry about it it's the close ups that matter and then it's like a twitch of an eyebrow or a, yeah you know a, a snarl or something that's where it's all it all comes through
2: here's the thing every time I've been to the theatre recently they don't act properly because they've all got microphones on. Everyone wears a microphone these days. And I was thinking this in pantomime. When I went and saw Joseph the other day. Everyone wears a microphone. When, when did that yeah. become the, the norm? They normally have them taped um, underneath their hair. So it's just, okay. it would just be like under, under their hair and have their hair kind of brushed down over it or wig over it. And that will be their mi- When did that become the standard? When did we stop projecting?
11: I don't know. I mean, I saw I saw West Side Story a few years ago, and they had, they had that and I thought, well, they're singing. That's fair enough. Yeah. But then I remember seeing. Um, oh, was it Dirk Benedict? Did the Columbo play? Sorry. Remember that a few years ago? S- s- whoa. Hey, so- what? You know about it? It was on years ago. No, I don't know uh, about it. Dirk Benedict, the face man, face f- man played in- Columbo in a play, the, uh, stage version of the first uh, episode oh. of Columbo. Wow! What a stupid thing to do. No, no, it's brilliant. I saw it at the Lowry in Manchester, it's offered. I bet it was r- awful. No, it's fantastic. It's really, really good. But they used the mics on that, and it's all very, sorry, you know, t- talking. It wasn't shouting enunciating. Yeah. And it, it's, it's strange because you're, you're feet away from the guy, but the voice is coming from behind you. I, just, you know, <laughs> I do, I, I, work, actors
2: mate. really need a good talking to. They really do yeah. need a good talking to, because they got very, very lazy.
11: I think you need to uh, strap on your acting boots and get back out there and mm. show my it's done, mate.
2: Actors, I'm gonna strap on and I'm gonna come and I'm gonna come and give it to you. Hard if I have to, Dom.
11: Disgusting behaviour.
2: Thank you very much indeed. Let's go to Ray. Good evening, Ray.
11: Hello,
8: mate, how are you? You okay? Um, all
11: right,
2: thank you very much. What have you got for us, boss?
8: Um, a, c- a couple of things. Mate. Well, my original question—I'll I'll get to in two minutes—but just on your point with the not the previous caller, the caller before that about uh, names or, or how to say the the, the backside of a, of a lady. Yeah. And the front Bomb,
2: side. Ass, ass. Uh, what, what? Where? What do you go for? I will tell you what, mate. It,
8: it depends on who you're talking to. Oh, is it, the honest answer, Barry. So, if you're talking to the misses, yes. Um, it, it, it's, it's slightly different. It, it's I, I would, I would Go bum? Can I say that? Really, yeah. Am I right to say that? You can
2: say yeah. bum, yes.
8: Yeah. So I, I would say, babe, your, your bum looks amazing.
2: Babe, your Look bum that, that. looks amazing. What an amazing yeah, that, bum you've got!
8: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, mate. You can you can get away with that, no problem. Yeah. Um. Can, can I for the for the front for the front part?
2: Steady, steady on, steady on.
8: Yeah. It's, it's not rude. No, well, I, I don't think it's rude. It's just yeah. something that I use. Yeah. And and the messages. Um. I don't,
2: know, I don't know if I can get away with saying it. Uh, n- nuni, can you say that, mate? <laughs> say it again. Uh, n- nuni. <laughs> <laughs> you can get away with Nuni, yeah. You can get, yeah, away. We can get away with that one. <laughs> but would, you, but, would <laughs> you use Nuni in a romantic situation? Oh, I, I love. I want. You. I love your Nuni. I want to say hello to your Nuni, mate. is it? Say hello to my I, little nunny. I, 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 I
8: don't know if I'd ever say, I want to say hello to you, Nunny, but I, I, I've certainly said, maybe uh, I love you, Nunny. <laughs> I, I uh, that, 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 that one's alright, mate, we can get away with that one. Would you use the word foof?
2: No. No, no, no. no. no of course,
8: don't be so stupid, Ian. Of course, I, no, I'm no, right, I'm not going to no, use the word foof, I use nunny. Yeah, but as, as I said, mate, that's, that's only if you're speaking to the missus. Now, if you're not speaking to the missus, <laughs> it,
2: it, it, it all changes. Hang on a minute. What other women are you speaking to about their nunnies?
8: Well, no, this is prior to my relationship. Right. Mate, don't, don't get me in trouble. Okay. This is, when, when I wasn't with the missus... Yes. So, you know, I'm from, I'm from South London, a bit of a cheeky tab, So, <laughs> for, 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 the, for the rear side, I, I think you can quite quite easily get away with, you've got a lovely arse, babe.
4: Yeah, okay. I, I,
8: I think... Get away with that, and yeah. I know you're not overly keen on using it. Well, but uh, if you if you've been really cheeky, yeah, and, and I won't say it, but uh, but you, you know what it is. If you've been really cheeky, you, you, you you, what well, I've got away with saying, I can't wait to see your your f. Are you with me? We...
2: Do you mean Fanny oh, Craddock? Yeah. You'd say that cry. word! You'd say <laughs> Fanny mate, Craddock, but not Craddock. Mate, I'm, I'm, I'm a cheeky chap, that's like That's the fall. word I used to call it when I was nine! <laughs> no, you're you not... You can't I mean, say I mean, that! No, <laughs> uh, you can, mate. And then if, if you're talking, <laughs> there are two if you're women talking, directly opposite me <laughs> who are cringing in embarrassment <laughs> to think that you have been in sexual situations where you've talked about Fanny Craddock.
8: Mate, you've got, mate, you've got a lovely one of those. <laughs> quite, quite, quite easily get away with that, mate. Right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for sharing your insight on the uh, on the subject, Ray. I appreciate it. No, no,
8: no, no worries, mate. I hope I, uh, <laughs> I hope I <laughs> you, <it.
2: laughs> You've made me laugh a lot. Was there anything else, mate? Um, yeah,
8: there was there was one quick on. one quick question. Yeah. For, for you. Um, so on, on the line of, of actors, yes. um, do, c- Can I ask you? Do you do you think? And yeah. uh, it's a little bit lowbrow, but there's the, a. The, the, well, listen. You know, we've the been genuine... talking about.
2: We've been talking about. Um, Nunnies and. Um, uh,
8: we, we have Annie's. indeed. We, we have indeed. This not too far off that. But mm. there's it, it, a genuine, a genuine uh, 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 inquiry. Do, do you think that that uh, yeah, that porn stars, porn, porn actors, are, are good actors. <laughs> 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 That's a brilliant question! <laughs> the, 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 the reason I say that, mate, is because we, we all know, that, you know, it's not as good as it looks, and there's lots of takes, and there's cameras and lots of people around, but they, they do a fairly good job of, of looking like they're enjoying it. So would you, would you put them o- <laughs> under the... the I of, wouldn't of, put them black. under anything.
2: Um, <laughs> well, th- we all know, famously, they are terrible at dialogue. Scenes. You know, this they are terrible at the oh hey, well, um I've just come round to your house to help fix I believe you've got a problem with the cooker, I'll come and fix it. <laughs> um but um yeah I've been I've been um I've been reduced to tears by some of their performances. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say, Raymond. Thank you very much indeed. You're a very naughty man. <laughs> Oh, if we're going to get sacked, we might as well get sacked in style. Uh, thank you, Ray. I enjoyed that. That was a great call. Well, again, first time first time caller, was he? We've had loads, this week and last week, loads of first time calls. What's happened? What's. Don't. Now, 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 now. Catherine has just typed on my screen. She's going to put that in her show, The Seven Days of Talk. Catherine, get on the microphone for a second. All right. Now, you're in a little bit of trouble. I won't go into details. <laughs> You're in a little bit of trouble for something you put in last week's compilation, Best Of, right? Yeah. So I'm telling you now, do not put Ray in a compilation show that gets played out at three o'clock on a a Sunday Sunday. afternoon. Well,
1: people were complaining that that was shocking, so I thought something that'll make them titter. No,
2: (laughs) no. I'm telling you now... Do not put that in the best of, and if you put it out in our podcast, I'm going to have to go and record a special introduction. Warning, people, don't let children listen to this. What
1: if I bleep out Fanny?
2: No, you can't. I'm telling you now. I'm telling you now. You cannot put that in the best of, and if it goes in the podcast, I need to record a special uh, intro.
1: Oh, what's the world come to when you can't say nunny on a Sunday?
2: Nunny. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, gosh, I'm such a child. 03444991000. Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio.
1: The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night.
0: Late Nights, Ian Lee on Talk Radio.
1: We have ways of making you talk.
0: 03444991000
2: is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, it's been a little bit... um, adult this evening. Uh, we've still got the Jill Gibson interview. Jill Gibson was uh, Jan's girlfriend for a while, from Jan and Dean. Um, but she was also uh, in The Mamas and The puppers for a very brief period. Well, a significant period, actually. And she's probably on some of their big hits. But it all got a bit confusing. Um, and I have yet to... Well, well actually, her and... Um, um uh, 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 patty George Harrison's wife what's her last name patty Boyd um I think are the two frankest people to talk about what it was like to be at the center of a very druggy um uh, 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 period of of social history. Um, and to be work or to be working or, or or in a relationship in Patty's case with people who were um, pushing the boundaries of drugs and expanding their minds, um, th- th- both very similar women. In that there was really no holds barred in what they told us. Uh, honestly, the Jill, G- trust me on the Jill Gibson. It's one of those th- ones where um, I n- I know. You're gonna love it. I know you're gonna love it. I, I guarantee it will impress you, and uh, a, a lot more than you think it will. Um, James is on the show. Good evening, James. Oh, fella. how's it going, man? Yeah, it's hip, going hip,
4: hip, very well. You f- hip hip hip. You feeling a bit better? You're a bit, a little bit woozy yesterday. Oh no, it's the medication, and I'm on first day at work today. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, it's all going. First good. This day at
2: work uh, leafleting after having your leg amputated.
4: Yeah. How did it go? I've got, to do it. I've got to pay rent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good for you. How how did it go? It was all right. Yeah. Bit of a bit of a gander. Bit of a mission. Yeah. And it's still walnut cake.
2: Now what does walnut cake mean?
4: Well you asked what Oh yeah,
2: that's your choice of cake. Yeah, okay. walnut cake, mate. Well, 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 I don't like I don't like cakes with nuts in and I don't like coffee cake.
4: Oh, coffee cake's wrong.
2: It is. Why would you put coffee in a cake?
4: It's like carrot cake, yes. Well,
2: no. No, here's the thing. Carrot cake. Because at the moment, my boys... Fa- when we go out... Sometimes I pick him up from school and we go and... I go and have a coffee and he has he goes and has a cake. And he has carrot cake. His fa- carrot cake is delicious. But here's the thing. I don't get about it, James. It doesn't taste of
4: carrot. I know. It's like...
2: How does cheesecake that work?
4: And it's just—it's wrong.
2: Yeah. Well, it, I, I do like carrot cake. I do like cheesecake. Some cheesecake does does take because it's um, uh. Well, you can make it with all different kinds of cheese. Cheesecake. I do. I do like a good. Oh, I love a cheesecake. I love a oh, cheesecake. Cheese me, I would kill him. I would kill a man for a slice of cheesecake. <laughs> totally. I totally would kill a man for a slice of cheesecake. <laughs>
4: I really would. <laughs> i phoned up to just say it's all good. Yep. And I had a good day at work today. Yeah. Had a bit of a hobble. Go on. As you do. Yeah. But did you ever watch that film The Visit?
2: Um, I can see the video cover. What? What is it?
4: It's about some kids who go and visit their grandparents who they've never ever seen before.
2: Do you know what? I th- that doesn't ring a bell, no.
4: Oh uh, it's wrong. I gave a spoiler out before. Oh. Last time I phoned you. Right,
2: okay, well But no, it's
4: blinding film.
2: Oh it's not their grandparents. No. Right, okay, yeah, I remember the spoiler, yeah. Here's yeah. yeah. the thing about spoilers, you can't <laughs> forget them. You cannot forget oh,
4: uh, I'm sorry no, about it.
2: No, it's alright, did you talk you well no it was your fault and I hate you for it. I don't really. But you <laughs> cannot forget a spo- a spoiler i remember my my mate andy um spoiled the um season finale of season 4 or was it 5 of lost and i remember reading the text cuz he thought i'd seen lost. the show and um desperately trying to <laughs> desperately trying to remember no sorry desperately trying to forget what he'd sent me in the text that Locke was in the box, Locke was—I can't believe Locke was in the box. And of course, once you know Locke is in the box, you Who's can't.
4: A Locke? Huh? Who's Ben Mill's look? What? Who's Ben Mill's look? Well, you, you you'd, you'd have
2: to watch the first five seasons of, of Lost to get in. It's not worth it. But once you realise Locke is in the box, you cannot forget that Locke is in the box, and it ruins everything.
4: Okay, right. That's a spoiler.
2: That's a spoiler. Season five of Lost. Locke is in
4: the box. Okay, cool. Now, I've got a couple of decent films today. Yeah, go on. I don't know if you've Legend. Uh, uh, Bruce Lee? No. It's Tom Hardy. Oh, the Cray Twins. Yeah. Mm. And Baba Himatit. He? Baba Himatet. Baba Ho- Baba ho Bubba Baba Bubba. Baba Baba- Himatet. Baba Hotep. No, it's Bruce Campbell. Yeah, Baba Hotep. Yeah, it's a brilliant film.
2: Yeah, it's good. Bruce Campbell, oh who oh, I've interviewed. We should try and get Bruce Campbell on the show again. I found my signed Bruce Campbell book the other day. He was lovely. It's that's a great film. It's and that is um uh, that's where he's Elvis in an old people's home, isn't he? And there's a yep. black guy hey. that thinks he's JFK. Well he is JFK. Oh spoiler alert, mate! <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> Turns out he is JFK, and that the, um, after the failed assassination, they made him black so that they. Yeah, it's oh, it's brilliant!
4: Black. It is brilliant. It's such a weird film, man. Yeah, man. The best it ones really are is. the best ones are. But no, you want to watch the third uh, visit?
2: Well, no, because they're not their That's grandparents.
4: Film. No, just just no. it is no. such a weird, strange film. They're not their grandparents, though. So I, I, I
2: cannot watch that film.
4: I know, because oh, I spoiled it last time, didn't yeah, I? Yeah, yeah, that's correct. That is correct. Well, so That's correct data. Sorry for
2: that. Uh, James, you are you will be forgiven one day, but not for a good few years. <laughs> just, just the way it goes sometimes, <laughs> brother.
4: Hey,
2: good, thanks mate. for the call, man. I'm glad you had a good day at work. Oh, right, mate. Take, have a good Take care, buddy. Bye-bye. 0344-499-1000. Just had his leg amputated three days ago. got out of hospital three days ago. Uh, went back to work today. Ah, uh, had his leg amputated. I mean, really, he's a remarkable gentleman. If you ever listen to James's calls uh, throughout the last year, an absolutely remarkable gentleman. 0344-499-1000. So what have we learned tonight? Um, that my boys now refer to Julia Hartley-Brew as the Wicked Witch. Thanks, John Holmes. Um, and we went... I said we'd gone to uh, an exhibition. We went to the Lego Superheroes exhibition. I bought tickets for it, right? Kind of, kind of pricey-ish. And then I found out I could have blagged some free ones. Anyway, they're kind of pricey-ish. And my boys, right, love Lego. And they love DC superheroes. So, um, and my youngest superhero, despite I don't think he's ever seen... I don't think he's ever seen him in a film, is The Flash. He's obsessed with The Flash. Who can run like right, super fast, yeah. And he's constantly he'll constantly just be running down the street going, Am I as fast as Flash? And I go, Well, no. Flash would have done that like a thousand times by the time you've done that. <coughs> Flash is super fast. So we went to this exhibition and luckily it's just down the road from 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 work. And I think it was um I think, don't quote me on this. Sixteen quid for me and I think eleven quid per boy. I know, I know. And, um, it was one of those ones where you get a window and we had, I, I booked a window for half past four and they said, arrive at 20 past four. And we got there expecting to be, it to be busy. There was no one there. And I said to the bloke, um, look, we're about 20 minutes early. Do, do, do we, lo-? he said, no, you can come in. There's no one in. And, um, we went in, it's only a temporary exhibition. There was no one in there. It was empty. Uh, so we got, and uh, 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 you know, I'm not really a fan of Lego, despite living next door to Legoland. I'm not really a fan of Lego, and it, interestingly, my nephew Dylan, who turned uh, twelve recently, and I phoned him up and I said, "What do you want for your birthday?" And he said, "Well, I'm not really into Lego anymore. It's growing up, growing up." And I said that to to my boy. I said, "Dylan's not really into Lego anymore." What? I'll have it," I said. Well, "No, you're not." But and I just just thinking, God, my boys are, are not going to be into Lego at some point. We got shed loads of Lego. Every I've never liked Lego. I've never I've never got it. Um, but some of the, some of these models, I showed Cass some of the pictures. Some of these models were, were they were brilliant, you yeah, know. But it's superheroes made out of, of Lego. There was a there was a life size Batman. There was um, loads of the Flash. I don't, I don't really get the Flash isn't is the Flash is there a Flash film? Is the Flash in a movie? Um, because I don't know where my my youngest has seen. He's seen the Flash in um, the Lego Superheroes game, but I think he's I think he came across the Flash before that so we 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 did that and we had a look around and um it took all of 20 minutes you know allow an hour well, it took all of 20 minutes and my eldest who's got camera now was going around and took a photograph of every single one and it there it's I'm I'm so pleased that he's 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 kind of found that little geeky hobby um and then, of course, you come into the gift store. And I thought, well, you know, I, I, I've not really seen as much of them as I'd have liked to this after, this Easter holiday. And they're, they're probably going to go away for a few days next week. And, I, you know, I, I thought, I'll get, I'll get them a T-shirt, right? Kids' T-shirt, 25 quid, tw- 25. And the thing is, I was even as I was looking at the numbers, I was thinking, oh, it's a special day, I'll get them. And then suddenly... The sensible voice in my head went, What the hell are you... That's 50 quid for two T-shirts that they'll grow out of in three months. 50 quid! I went, yeah. And so I kind of implied to my youngest we would buy some. And then we went off and they went and played a video game. Um, and then we left via a different exit. <laughs> we went a different way. And it's not been mentioned since... Not been mentioned since. It was it was, you know, it was kinda cool. And there were a few children there. But it was mainly it's weird, isn't it? Lego is um there are a certain group of men, grown men, with girlfriends, they had girlfriends and wives there that are into Lego, that 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 that, that are fascinated. Buy Lego. And it was cool, you know, it was cool. I, I enjoyed seeing the models. Um but I wouldn't have gone if I hadn't have had a seven and a five year old that were really, really keen to see the Lego models. You know, it made, we hadn't made a nice day, we had a nice day, and then I brought the boys in to work again and they met Ash, um who was brilliant with them. Turns out Ash is brilliant with children. Who yeah, I've seen I've seen you, haven't I, on the on the on the bridge begging. The boys went, no. Well, yeah, yeah, I gave you a quid once, didn't I? I remember, I saw you on the, on the bridge begging. No you, no, you didn't. I said, yes, Ash, That's how. Uh, that's how I make my money. That's how I make my money. Um... Another hour to go. The next caller on my screen is Paul from Stoke Poges, again, claiming double bubble. If you want to stop this atrocity, pick up the telephone now and dial. Otherwise, it's Paul 0344 499 1000. Late Nights with Ian Lee on
0: Talk Radio. Late Nights, Ian Lee on Talk Radio.
1: We have ways of making you talk.
2: Guys, I'm conflicted. You know I love the Beatles. Of course I love the Beatles. Um The Beatles are doing something they've never done before. Other groups have done it, but they've never done it before. They are releasing a six-disc version of one of their albums. They've never done it before. And I want it, right? But it's too expensive. It's a it's, it's hundred... looking at it now. It's 110 quid. It's cheaper in Italy, bizarrely. Bizarrely. But also it's Sergeant Pepper, which is one of my least favourite... I think it's a real... You know, it's a... the six-disc Sergeant Pepper kind of... Jimmy, I, I, yeah, yeah. I just don't think, I mean, if it was Revolver, if it was six discs of Revolver or six discs of Abbey Road, then, oh, yeah, man, I'd have six disc Abbey Road boxer. You better believe it. But Sgt. Pepper, I think, is one of the most overrated records of all. There's some good songs on it, right? There's some um, stunning songs on it. But um I do think it's a little bit um clinical. So I I no, I uh, uh, no, I don't think I can No, I don't think I can. O three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the phone number. We call you back. I gave you an ultimatum. Um either call in or Paul from Stoke Poges goes on top of the hour. It's Paul in Stoke Poges.
3: Hi again, you have my head racing. I can't help myself.
2: Well, I'm a very sexy man. Yeah, I can kind of I'm a, okay, I'm a just... sexy man. I'm a sexy man, Paul, and um, people of all genders, sexual orientations, <laughs> um, find their the, the normal rules don't apply when they start thinking about me. Okay, you're not, right, a, you're I not alone.
3: Voice, I know my voice sounds like a gay cockney, but I'm neither.
2: Okay, right. You sound, i tell you who you sound like. Go on. I'm going to ask you to say something for me. Right. Go on. I want you to... We're going to have a little conversation, and I'm going to close my eyes. I want you to say... <laughs> play at home, guys. 0344 Who do you think he sounds like? Right? I want you to say... Tell me the problem. I'll start talking. You interrupt me and say... I don't want your life story, just get to the question, okay? (laughs) So the first line is, what's your problem? I'll start talking, you interrupt and say, I don't want your life story, just get to the question, okay? Okay. Away we go.
3: (laughs) No, I'm not playing the game. No, why are you not playing the game?
2: I just you start generation. you start all you got to do is go what's your question i'll start talking and you go no 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 i don't want your life story just get to the question Caller, you start no no you 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 have to start i don't want your life story no that's the second line the first line is what's your question caller can you just let me get on with it? Yeah, do, once you've done this, yes. I swear, I... I God. Just, just do it! I'm not I'm not making you, you know, I'm not making you impersonate a, a, a child murderer or anything.
3: Listen, I know my voice sounds bad on...
2: on no, recording. it doesn't. It sounds like someone that a lot of people will remember very, very fondly. <laughs>
3: i get a job doing adverts on
2: radio then just say what's your question caller i start talking and you say no 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 i don't want your life story just get to the question okay
3: what's your life story? i don't want your life story no that's the
2: second thing <laughs> the first thing is what's your question caller right caller well the thing is i'm having trouble with my neighbor because there's well i moved into the house about five years i don't
3: want your question no i don't want your i don't want you to i don't no. want you to
2: tell me your life story sorry yeah right we go, i don't want the life story i just want to get straight to the question okay we, we're there we got it right dave uh, 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 paul go okay right you've made had, for starters no no now. we've not done it you've got to do this you've got to get this right and then you can uh, do your thing you just, uh... yeah so right. well, what's your question caller
3: I don't have a question. No, you say answer. no,
2: you say that to me. What's your question, Cora? Well, it, I bought a car about 12 years ago. Um and it's uh, blue and the guy that sold it to me g- told me that the MOT was um <laughs> was, was was all up to date. You you got to, you've got to interrupt me, Paul. <laughs> I'm just laughing too much. Yep, yep. Just do it again.
3: (laughs) I do not want to know your life story.
2: Hang on. Cleo? Yes? Right, can you do the lines for Paul? (laughs) Because he's obviously an idiot. (laughs) Yes. Right, go. And, uh What's your point, caller? Well, yeah, I bought um a a car about fifteen years ago and the thing is that it's it's blue. I <laughs> d I don't, don't want to hear your life story. Just You can't do it. I don't want to hear your what I don't want to hear your life story. Just get
4: to the point. Just get to the point. Right,
2: Paul, you go again. No, <laughs> Can I just... No! You've got double bubble and it's a new rule. Yes, you can have double bubble, but you've got to, um, toe the line.
3: (laughs) I do not want to know your life
2: story. Uh, You start with... Caller, what's your question? Caller, what is your question? Well, um, Gary, I... bought. I do not want to know your life story. There we go. Right, now... Who who do you who? Clear. Who does he obviously sound like? Mike Dickin. No, no. Oh wow, wow! It's totally Mike Dickin. He's got the breathing. No, it wasn't. If it were, right, right. Hang on a minute, uh, Paul. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna say you're gonna say right. We've got Ian on line three. <laughs> I'm gonna say hello, Mike. How are you? And you're gonna say <laughs> my health. Your writing is no end, isn't it? Uh, okay. Uh, you're gonna say my health is not in question. Mike Dickens? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, yeah, that, that's what Mike Dickens used to
4: say. But he also you know said, I "Don't want your bloody life story." No, he didn't. Did
2: so No, well. he didn't. Did, Paul just say my health is not in question?
3: <laughs> my health is not. In question?
2: No, he sounds oh. like he sounds like the fella I'm thinking of, Cleo. You've got it wrong. Oh man! You embarrassed yourself, mate. I have, definitely. You you you, you, you have uh, you you've got to do the walk of shame. <laughs>
10: uh, where what, what does that that mean? involves
2: pulling your thing between your legs so you look like a lady <laughs> and walking down the high street? Thanks very much for calling, caller. Uh, no, it, not it wasn't Mike Sticking. I was that you sound like. The road, Jack. Don't
3: come back. Don't come back anymore.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's 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 those are the words.
3: Okay, right. Can I finish now? By
2: yeah, go on, finish off.
3: Right. The first season I called in. Well, you made me think. Sergeant Pepper is no good. It's overrated. Yeah, it's terrible record. Got some good songs on there, but it's terrible. You were right by saying Revolver.
2: Yeah, I know I am. I know music. Well, I don't know why you sound so surprised. Revolver and Abbey Road. What?
3: Or maybe even the White nah, Album.
2: Nah, the White Album's good, but it's Revolver and Abbey Road. Those are the masterpieces. Yeah, you're right. I know I am.
3: I, I am both of them on vinyl.
2: Well, that's wonderful.
3: Okay, right. The second thing I'll say was about Lego. <sighs> Whatever happened to Windsor Safari Park, eh?
2: It got um, closed down and turned into Legoland.
3: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I know. What, was ro- what was wrong with the memories... Of, you st- of, now I don't particularly believe in zoos, but... Right,
2: well, there's your but, there's your answer.
3: <laughs> but, right, whatever happened to a childhood memory... Well? ...of going to an enclosure in your car... Yes. ...and a monkey ripping your
2: windscreen wipers you off? You can still get that at Whipsnade. Not Whipsnade. Right, is it Whipsnade? Okay, right. Woburn, Woburn.
3: Yeah, Whipsnade, which is near Woburn,
2: yeah. Well, either or.
3: Just off the M1. Well,
2: so the childhood memory can be relived. Okay, okay, right. But... Well, uh, where Windsor Safari
3: Park was, which is now Legoland, all the childhood memories will be is a flipping Darth Vader built out of a bit of plastic.
2: And he's gone. Um, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. How can none of you know who he sounded like? I uh, I don't want your life story caller. G- just get to the point. How can none of you know what? What are you? What the hell is wrong with you? What the hell is? I've got to educate you all over again. O oh, three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio.
0: Late night conversation. Wealth using sleepover. Ian Lee on air and off the leash on
1: Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. I
2: completely forgot because <laughs> I'm an idiot. Uh, we're playing the Jill Gibson interview, which we recorded a few weeks ago, and is an absolute delight. So stay tuned. For that, that's coming up very, very soon, 344 That means you've got about another 14 minutes in which to call the show if you want to come on tonight. We're still um, compiling the list of um, uh, very famous actors who simply cannot act. We started with Mark Wahlberg. Um, some people have suggested Tom Cruise. No, he's brilliant. Schwarzenegger? No, I think he's a brilliant actor um so you're gonna have to try a little bit harder um hannah good evening hannah hip 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 hip, hip. whoa there was a bonus hip there
5: oh sorry there thank you very I'm much i'm slacking a bit sorry. Yeah,
2: don't, don't, don't slack on the hips come on guys if we if we start oh, adding oh, hips so. then where, where are we where are we Terrible. what's the point Terrible. of continuing
5: i think i know who paul sounded like
2: yes was it Andre from Bethlehem? No, no, what? As if I'm going to do a competition where um, someone sounds like a caller who used to phone me seven years ago. No, it was it was, um, uh, a, a, it was a regular on LBC and Talk Sport and Talk Radio back in the day. Dead now. Dead now. Oh, oh okay. My, um, listen, caller, I don't want your life story. Just get to the question. Oh,
5: but, um... Oh my daily reminder when is Hanson coming on the show? Oh
2: for goodness sakes! I don't know when Hanson over in the UK. June. Okay, well then, well, I, oh, wouldn't it be awful if they were over here that when we were over in the states? Oh.
3: Uh,
2: oh. Well. Yeah. Tell We'll get. We'll get. We'll get. Him. We'll get them. We'll get Hanson. We'll get Hanson. We're getting Dan Aykroyd, We'll get Hanson. Don't you worry about that. Yeah. Anyway, nice to hear some new callers tonight. Yeah, up your be bum. Um, let's go to Pablo. Hip, hip,
13: hip. Hip,
9: yeah,
13: um, Well, just to answer on the actors who can't act, yes. um, I'd like to posit uh, David Morrissey.
2: Oh, see, I think he's good, David Morrissey. I think
13: he's just a bit one-note. He just does, even when he's, like, shouty and angry, which he, he seems to do a lot... Uh, He's either stoic and calm or shouty and angry, but he Uh, always seems to have the same expression on his face.
2: I think I quite fancy David Morrissey. Not like, I don't want to go, you know, full on, I couldn't. But I I think, not fancy, I think I've got a little crush on David Morrissey. You kind of admire him, you've got a kind of a a smouldering admiration. Yeah, because he's the fella that was in The Walking Dead, wasn't he?
13: Yes, he, he played the governor.
2: And there was um, it, there was a, a, an episode of Doctor Who where he thought he was Doctor Who? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I like it. No, no, I'm not having David Morrissey. What are you talking about? Well, well, that that was just
13: on that. I just heard that whilst I was... Uh, well, you're wrong. So
2: it's the wrong answer.
13: It's fair. That's fair. I'll accept that. Yes. Um, but, yeah, but uh, kids' birthday parties, I've got um, my daughter's fourth coming up. Yeah. And I haven't quite... It's my first... Full birthday party. Yeah. not my first, obviously. When um, did kids
2: start getting birthday parties every year? I can only remember what me having one birthday party when I was about seven, and that was it. That was the I never had one, and then the next one was I think when I was thirty.
13: Seriously, yeah, I, I think it, I, I don't know if it's just a memory thing because I remember once playing indoor football and going for a burger. When I was about seven, and then when I was twelve, we went to go see a Muppets Christmas Carol.
2: Never had that. Yeah. I never got to go and do because some kids would have birthday parties at McDonald's, the fabled McDonald's birthday party, where you not only got McDonald's food, you got a tour around the kitchen oh, as well. Never oh, had that. We that. we had. I remember some kids coming round to my house once, and that was it. Never, uh, uh, one at seven. And one, next one was at 30. And now kids have uh, birthday parties all the flipping time. And they're all (laughs) extreme. And it's not, it's not like four, your four best mates come round to your house. It's like 20 of you go to an event. You know, you go rock climbing or you go potholing or you go, well, flipping heck.
13: Well, it's worse than that for the the kids one. This is a, a fourth birthday party. So now that she started nursery, yes, um, she only does nursery in the afternoons, five days a week. Yeah, but um, no, we've we got to invite all the kids in her nursery class. But we, apparently, we've got to invite all the kids in the nursery class before. Says who? Says society. Apparently. No, society yeah.
2: can stick that right up the the jacksie. You don't have to. You don't invite the people that are in the class, but that you're not in.
13: Well, I don't know. It, well, at first, I was very much kind of a, a, a ginnet as the whole well, time. Because it's started.
2: wrong. Yeah. You've been taken well, for a
13: ride. But then it's then it's kind of put on, well, she's got to make friends. This how
2: she'll make friends. And, no, it's not. Know, it's not how she makes make friends. So well I'm four? Next year, remember, and... Can you remember what you were doing at four? Uh, no. Exactly. No. You might as well put her in a box for another two years. Seriously, she ain't yeah. going to remember any of it. I think I might have eaten a goldfish, but that was about this. Well, yeah. If you ate a goldfish, right, and didn't bite it and just swallowed it whole, it it could live in your stomach, couldn't it? Well, it would slowly die in the stomach, acids. Well, but slowly, it would get eaten alive, wouldn't it? It would, it would, it would start to dissolve. So yeah, how definitely. long could a goldfish live? This is a great question. Why don't we start with this? I'm tempted to um, knock Jill Gibson on the head and do the last 37 minutes of the show of this. How long could a goldfish survive in your stomach?
13: Well, it's worse than that as well, because, well, it's probably um, not true, but if they've only got a three-second memory, then they'll constantly be waking up every three seconds going, Oh, my
2: oh, I, I don't and think and the three-second... I-, I thought that they proved the three-second memory thing was nonsense. And that you can actually train goldfish. Goldfish recognise you when you walk into a room. That's true. I remember a study about that. That goldfish, if uh, if you're the person that feeds them and kind of goes up there and pays them attention, they will get excited when you walk into a room. True, th- that is true. When
13: also, they, 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 they grow to the size of their captivity. So oh. if, say, for example, they can survive for quite a while in the stomach and you're quite a large, portly gentleman... It might actually start growing um, to, like, a larger size than it
2: went in. Would you... Um, would you feel... You'd feel it in your stomach. So how much room is there in your stomach for it to, to swim around in? I don't know. I mean, tapeworms
13: are quite big, but they're more long than wide.
2: Yeah, tapeworms are tapeworms are long. How do tapeworms get into you? Is it through your anus? Or, or you, you, you the eye of the penis. I think it's eggs, isn't it? Oh, is it? is it like eggs in food or right. eggs in yeah feces? If, un, if, you, if you if you if you touch feces and then lick lick it, isn't that how you go blind? Um, uh, Plasticitis, <laughs> plastic. Hello. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. D- yes. Uh, yes. Don't lick feces, kids. Is I guess is the um, is the tip is the tip for today, Pablo. It's true. I've always known my life. It was Gary Jacobs, by the way, uh, that was doing. doing... Gary doing... Jacobs was, uh, I'm not... Listen, I'm not interested in your life story. Just get to the question. It's Gary Jacobs. The lawyer. The legal eagle. How does no one know Gary Jacobs? Shame on you, Pablo. It's lost on name. Yeah, shame on you. Shame on all of our listeners. Gary Jacobs, for crying out loud. Um, So Brian Matthews dead. No, he's not. But I know that that, that everyone's having a go at the BBC for announcing that Brian Matthews is dead. Brian Matthew uh, was dead when he wasn't. It's a very confusing story. I heard that it, it was his wife who told the BBC that He had died, so everyone's having a pop at the BBC for oh, you got it wrong. Oh, you you should have checked it out. Well, hang on a minute. (laughs) If um, if the 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 wife of the person who is supposedly died tells you that that person has died, um. Kind of take that at face value. It's a really interesting story, the the whole Brian Matthew thing. Brilliant broadcast, absolutely brilliant. Again, going back to the Beatles, if you listen to uh, the Beatles at the Beeb, um, he's doing a lot of the uh, the interviews on there, and he, he, you know, the sound of the sixties was a cracking show. But 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 the gentleman has not been well for a very long time, you know, and, and by well, I, I suspect there's some kind of um, dementia, and confusion. Um, going on there, so it's, everyone's kind of knocking the BBC for um, for getting that absolutely wrong. But um, I think they're, uh, I think I, I, you know, you don't you don't know what's going on. Speaking of um, not knowing what's going on, here's something: George Michael fans, see they they're going to do a tribute for George Michael. See they're going to do because uh, they're doing a very special tribute for George Michael. So this is according to the Star. Um, up on Hampstead Heath, where he used to go um, cruising. They've they've called it dogging. It wasn't. It's not dogging. It's, it's cruising, isn't it? Dogging is, dogging is when you you you're. It's in a car park, isn't it? Have I got this right? Dogging is when you're kind of in cars, and cruising is when you're sort of on your legs, w- walking. Is that is that, that sounds about right? Doesn't it? I think that sounds um, about right george michael's fans will hold a kinky celebration of his life at the star's favorite cruising spot thousands are um expected to flock to hampstead heath for the tribute by the way not all of hampstead heath is is gay you know there, there are some um there are a couple of gay enclaves but i would i would say 96% of Hampstead Heath is not gay i would say it's like literally a couple of tiny little bits of it the singer admitted he regularly went for gay romps in the uh, london woodland didn't he wasn't he on extras cruising for gay sex michael george michael wasn't there an episode of extras where like Gervais sits down on a bench in a park or something and George Michael kind of stumbles out from some bushes. I'm sure there was. I'm sure there was. He was always um, excellent at at, at taking the mick out of um, events that would have scuppered, you know, a lesser person's career. He even... There we go, there we go, look at this. I haven't even read the story. He even hilariously sent himself up during an episode of Ricky Gervais' Extras by turning up there for sex. But despite the festival's call to arms being littered with cheeky innuendos like See You in the Bushes, organisers insist it will not be a huge gay orgy. Well, I'm not going then! The event, called George Michael Wants You, will take place on Saturday, the 19th anniversary of his arrest in a Los Angeles public toilet. I've been to that toilet. The star was forced to come out as gay after offering sex to an undercover police officer. But Nell Andrew, boss of Queer Tours of London, believes the scandal had a positive influence. Um, (coughs) But City of London authorities, who gave permission for the event, warned an outdoor sex party is not on the cards. Well, Yaboo sucks. I'm not coming then. Or going. A spokesman said, We've spoken to the organisers to make them aware of our bylaws, which place restrictions on application of music and bumming. So, um, that is um, very very gay news. Barry Manlow's gay now, come out as gay. Paul Burrell's come out as gay. I mean, (laughs) was anybody surprised, really? Was anyone going, oh my God, Paul Burrell? Barry Manley, you you are ki- you are kidding me. Good on them. Good on them. Um, yeah, good on those guys. Listen, we're going to have a, a cheeky break in a second. Then when we come back, I'm going to set up the uh, interview with Jill Gibson. And I know the name will not mean much to most of you, but trust me, this is one heck of a, a, a of an interview with a person who really doesn't care what she says, I mean most of the main protagonists are dead now, although Michelle Phillips isn't and she, she doesn't hold back on Michelle, the rest of them are dead now, so um, go and get a, a cup of cocoa, go and get a chamomile tea and I'll be back after this
0: Late Night's Ian Lee on
1: Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
2: My love for 60s music knows no bounds. And the Mamas and the Papas, I just think, are a, a really wonderful group. Wonderful music. And a, a fascinating and completely messed up um, back story. I mean, really sick and twisted. Um And, uh, of course, was Denny Doherty, Mama Cass, John Phillips, and Michelle Phillips. Well, for a while, Michelle Phillips got booted out and was replaced by a woman called Jill Gibson, who I think was 21 at the time, 21, and joining one of the biggest rock groups in the world. She doesn't do many interviews. Here she is now. Hey, Jill, this this is Ian. It's such a thrill to speak to you. Thank you so much for coming on the show
12: yes thank you
2: i um i you've written you wrote one of my favorite songs of all time
12: oh is that right what yeah, song is that
2: um you really know how to hurt a guy the jan and dean track oh,
5: yeah.
12: yes i love I'm that song
2: go. i think it's a really sweet tune how did you get involved with jan and dean
12: well um i was jan's girlfriend for a number of years and uh we met at my high school but I knew I knew about him before that yeah. and he wasn't actually he wasn't actually attending school at the time but we met that's where we met and we became a couple and and then uh, I was had been writing music uh, for many years with my friends yeah playing the guitar and doing uh, things in school and uh, then uh, you know when I was Jan's partner it was just natural for me to be writing songs for him as well
2: um, because we've had Dean, uh, Dean Torrance on the show in the past. I'm a huge Jan and Dean and and, and Beach Boys oh. fan. Uh, and Dean oh, is really? Dean was just the most delightful gentleman when he came on. Um, it, it, oh, nice. It, what What were they like to work with? I know that Jan was was you know he was well he was a master of the studio, wasn't he?
12: Oh yes, he was very innovative and a very devoted. So um you know he just learned every aspect of it and really took control of the whole the whole process. The thing is and including you know making his own charts for the musicians yeah. and he really really got into it.
2: The thing as well is that they Jan and Dean were still um they were studying at college when they were huge pop stars.
12: Well I don't know so much about what Dean was doing but Jan was in med school. Yeah. Yeah, and he would study, you know, he would study at night and uh, do all the business in the daytime with the music. It's, um,
2: I, I, because Jan and Dee were never that big over here in the UK. I think Surf City might have been a hit. Um, and, 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 you know, Beach Boys fans will be aware of their work. But tucked away on some of those singles and some of those albums, songs like You Really Know How to Hurt a Guy, you know, really sweet, lush 60s pop tunes... Yeah. <laughs> was it was it a thrill when you, when um, when Jan recorded some of your songs?
12: Um well, I, I wouldn't say that really. I mean, I do not I just thought, took it for granted, yeah. I think. You know, I, I was writing songs for myself mostly, and then he would use tunes, but the thing is when I would write music for Jan, it he would really transform it. You know, he would give it more the Jan and Dean feel. He he would change the rhythm or the Temp the 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 phrasing of the notes, and you know he would change it somewhat. So it wasn't quite what I wrote. Yeah, you know, even though I wrote the music, it would be altered so it would be more Jan and Dean, and um, yeah, so it changed. You know, it wasn't quite what I wrote. I,
2: I, and I, I do think if, I, I, if if Jan hadn't had that horrific car crash, um, of course, uh, who knows where he could have gone? You know, who knows what greatness he could have oh, achieved in the yeah. world of music. It, it,
12: absolute tragedy yeah how it was amazing yeah i mean it was it was amazing
2: that a he lived and survived and b he actually came back and 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 managed to go on tour you know incredible resilience
12: well that goes to show you his his incredible force
2: Mm.
12: how jill how did you um
2: wind up in The mamas and the Puppas? Because I, I think this is such a wonderful kind of little quirk of pop history that gets overlooked. You, you, how did, do, do you remember yeah. much about that?
12: Well, yeah. I, I um, You know, J- Lou Adler was uh, Jan, Jan and Dean's manager for a while, maybe five years or four years. No, actually, probably five years. I knew Lou for a, quite a long time, yeah. all those years. And then uh, when Jan had his accident, Lou and I were both going to the hospital every day for over a month. Every day, yeah, you know, and Lou would go and play uh, Laurel and Hardy, n- of course, yeah. movies and things. You know, things to try and bring Jan back. Mm. And uh, you know, so and so Lou and I spent a lot of time together. And then, and I had already broken up with Jan before his accident, maybe four or five months before, and uh, was dating somebody else. And then Jen had his accident. So then Lou and I were thrown together a lot, and then we got together. Yeah. So that's how... And so then, so while I was with Lou, he um, started managing the Mamas and Papas, and then they had a breakup. And so since here I was already in the music business, singing and writing, uh, it was just I was there, you know. I was there, so I got put into that place. I They asked me if I wanted to do it, and... After a lot of talking, you know, I agreed.
2: And was it? It's, it's as simple as that because they'd had their first album, hadn't they? they, they, they the, the Mamas and Papas were a big group, and it seems yeah. so odd that that to, to, you know because um, Michelle left, didn't she? Because everyone was kind of sleeping with each other. I think I don't think that's too indiscreet yeah. of me to say.
12: No, no, no. That I think everybody knows that. Yeah, I <laughs> <By now.
2: laughs> I think I don't think there are any secrets <laughs> about that band by now. No, 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 no. Um, but t- t- to replace, you know, a quarter of a pop group like that, it does seem like an incredible. Um, incredibly bold thing to do. Did you have any reservations, Jill, well, about joining them? Well,
12: absolutely. Oh, yes, I had a lot of reservations uh, because I didn't want to get into the middle of a relationship, which I saw that was what, what it was because John was really acting emotionally. I think he just, you know, couldn't tolerate having Michelle be in the band and being with her all the time, having her behave that way. And so, you know, I think it was just an incredibly emotional... Um, decision he made which you know overruled anything else in terms of business yeah and so when they when i was asked to to do this i remember i think i was in I, i remember being in a hotel and uh i don't know if it was in england or if it was in new york but i had a long talk with john because i i saw a lot of problems with it you know and i'm I spoke to him about it, and he told me at that time that even if he were to get back with Michelle as his partner well they were, they were married yeah. um, that she wouldn't be in the band again, that, that that was a permanent situation. And so I agreed, I agreed to do it, but of course that's not really what happened. And, you know I was too young to understand you know that really even no, no matter what he said you know his emotions would take over and uh, when when they got back together of course she wanted to be back in the band and, and then he allowed it so that's why i was um,
2: i'm a, i'm a huge fan of cass elliott I, I just think she's one of the greatest voices yeah. voices and her solo stuff i think is criminally overlooked what was she like to work with did she welcome you in the band
12: yes she she did she well i mean who knows what was being said behind the scenes because they were all you know there were a force them, and they were yeah. all friends, and they had been together for so I don't know you know, but she was very, very kind to me and funny and friendly and and uh you know she was great, really, Denny was more you know he was more quiet um he he was always he felt very very reclusive i i don't know if that doesn't seem like that turned out to be the way his personality ended up Mm. you know but but during that time he seemed always very quiet in the background and i think he was sleeping with michelle too i don't know exactly when and so maybe that was part of the reason i don't know but he was never i mean he wasn't unfriendly at all to me but he wasn't friendly, I yeah. would say. Like, nothing like Cass. Cass was very friendly.
2: And you guys, you went off, pretty much as soon as you joined, you guys went off to the UK, is that correct?
12: Yeah. Yeah, within weeks, I
2: think. That, I mean, it must and have we been, were... a, 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 well, I say a whirlwind, but you, you obviously, you were used to, you know, being around pop stars, having worked with, with, with Jan and Dean, and, and, and other things like yeah. that. Um, so yeah. was it unusual, or did you just think, oh here we go, another adventure?
12: Yeah, that's how it was. Uh, here we go, another adventure. It was... You know, it wasn't. It wasn't uh, surprising, and, and you know, my parents are travel agents, and I'd traveled to Europe many times. And so, so much of that was not yeah. new to me. You know, it was uh, it was just part of it, part of my life. Just but
2: hanging. It, it you, 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 and
12: I went along with
2: it. You did get to hang. Is it right? You got to hang out with the Stones and the Beatles.
12: Yes. Well, I remember more hanging out with the Stones. I mean, sorry, the Beatles. Yeah. Um. You know, uh, we spent an evening with Paul. It was a magical evening uh, at an apartment, um, and uh, he was playing a out of tune harpsichord, which was fascinating. <laughs> and he, he, he It was absolutely beautiful. What he, whatever he did, you yeah. know, it was beautiful. And um, yes, I, I remember. And then I spent some time at a club. Forget uh, the name of it. Uh, you know, um, rock club. Yeah. But, um, and the and the Stones were there and. Uh, you know, so I met them, but I didn't spend time with them. I also went to George Harrison's house when oh. he was married to Pattie Smith. Oh my god. And uh, he had he had he had a mansion that was English Tudor kind of. Yeah, no, it was a very famous building. I yeah. Oh, is it? And um, yeah, we, I was there. We had tea and talked and. Um, you know, with all of us, the the, the
2: band, you know. I really... have to say, Jill, right, I'm, I'm 43, and I'm a huge fan of, of all these people you mentioned. Uh-huh. And I just, I've got, I'm sat here with a childish grin on my face, and I'm <laughs> loving the matter-of-fact way. You say, well, we went to George Harrison's for tea, and we went to... Oh, it's wonderful, absolutely wonderful.
12: Yeah. It, it, well, looking back, you know, it, it was really fun. There was a lot of fun <laughs> times, but it was also difficult. Yeah, because of course. I could feel the tension. I think that Michelle never spent a minute not trying to get in, you know, trying to get into the band. Mm. Um, and, you know, there was always, you know, you, I could feel things were going on behind the scenes, you know, and uh, so there, it was, uh, you know, um, you know, there was a lot of good and a lot of bad going um, on with wh- it. So wh- it was a mixed bag.
2: You mentioned that M- Michelle was trying to get back in the band. Did, did, did you Did you meet her while you were Mama Jill?
12: Yes, um, a couple times I remember. Um, I, you know, I remember because they were very dramatic. I may have met her other times as well. I just don't remember. But two, two times, once in New York, she came to New York and and uh, burst into Lou's in my uh, 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 hotel room and claimed that she was in love with Lou.
9: Oh my goodness! I remember that. Wow.
12: Yeah, that and that was very dramatic. And then. Another time, she came to the studio when we were recording the second album, and I didn't, I don't remember if I saw her or not, but she was screaming in the hallways, and John went out to talk with her, and there was a lot of hullabaloo going on, you know. So, so these there were these, these issues that would come up yeah. because, I mean, I guess it had a lot to do with the drugs, and yeah. I wasn't so much into drugs, but they, they were. So it was a I very druggy band, with, wasn't it,
2: with marijuana and LSD? Yeah.
12: Yeah, LSD. and Yeah, LSD, some really, you know, LSD more likely. Yeah, a lot of LSD. And then who knows? I don't know what John. A lot of pills. A lot of pills going around. You know, uppers and downers and
9: yeah,
12: the LSD. Just a lot of drugs. Yeah, and I was not into that so much. I mean, it's not like I didn't do any. It was very, very small. Yeah, I was not really into it. Um, so a lot of that. Drama was probably very drug-induced, I would guess. I mean, it's a guess.
9: Mm. Yeah.
2: You And you actually recorded um, a full album, didn't you, with the group, which, which I
12: think, was it called Crash On, Scream On, All Fall Down? Well, that was the name of it at one time. I think that is what... No, no, no.
2: Because that, that no, never came no. out in that form.
12: No, it was... Well, it was called The Mamas and the Papas.
2: Right, OK. Is that what it became?
12: And it, it had the picture of Michelle and the group on the cover in in a window guy webster took that photograph and it was in the window yeah uh that he created it in his garage and then when i was in the band they changed that and put me they superimposed oh. me over her oh gosh and then they will, and then they decide not to do that and they made a whole other album cover which is a beautiful cover actually my son has that photograph and um then that that is how the album came out, but it was distributed to record, uh, you know, record stations, and it was a promotion album, and I, I think like many thousands were d- distributed. But then, apparently, from what I understand, it was never actually released. Before it was actually released, Michelle was back in the band. Yeah, and I did ten of those songs, not twelve. Okay. I did ten. Two were already recorded, and I did the other ten. And then you know I you know I don't know. There's a lot of rumors about you know oh some things were re recorded, which I don't believe a minute of it. So you think you it think right it's out. you on
2: the, you think it's you on the album? You're you're convinced it's you on the album.
12: Well, well, they didn't re record it. They couldn't have re recorded yeah. it because it came out immediately. Yeah, and uh, you know, but then of course the save face. I mean, I confronted Lou about this once, and he you know, denied everything, and it was not a very good conversation. Oh, you didn't remember, you know, what, oh, you know, I only sang a couple songs, you know. Well, so, you know, the story keeps changing, but, I mean, I sang, I recorded ten songs yeah. on that album. Whatever happened afterward, I don't know. And then if you, Michelle even says in her book she doesn't remember mm. what she sang because she doesn't want to commit to a lie, I guess. Yeah. I don't know.
2: Um, you did some live shows as well with the group. I mean, they didn't do too many live shows, the Mamas and the Papas, did they? But you did a few with them.
12: Yes, I did. Uh, I did just about five, and, and then uh, you know, apparently, I did a, a TV show, but I don't remember that.
2: <laughs> Wonder It's the sixties, of course not. I've, I've seen I've seen pictures of you on a TV show. I think.
12: Yes, I, I so I guess I did it, but you know, for some reason, I don't remember that one. But I do remember. Uh, I remember a couple, you know, one, I think one in Phoenix and one in, uh, I don't know, um, North Dakota or South Dakota or someplace up there, and one back in Fourth in Hills, uh, New York, and uh, anyway, I did five, I guess, yeah. five shows. Fun? And, uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't have trouble doing that either, but, you know, I'll tell you where one of the problems is a funny thing that, well, it wasn't funny, John insisted that we all take drugs before a show. What? Drugs, drugs meaning pills. They were pills. Really? I don't even know. What, yes, uh huh. I don't remember what they were, but uh, and I remember at one of the shows I did take one of the pills, and it was very, very uncomfortable for me. You know, because I wasn't, I wasn't a druggie, and uh it was, it you know worked for them, I guess, but it didn't work for me. I mean, I don't feel like I did a bad show. I, yeah. I knew the songs really well and all, but. But it was you know it was this you know there was just a lot of drugs and, and john's always always pushing all doing recording, you know the nights we'd step half the night recording, you know he'd want us to take pills and i mean it was wow. really something I, I'm not surprised he ended up in the condition oh he and, ended and, up you know, i mean
2: he ended up a terrible mess, such a sad- to, sad um, decline into yeah. drugs you know if if anyone's yeah. thinking hey doing drugs sounds cool look at john phillips life and how it played out because it, it, that there's nothing yeah. cool about that how did um, how yeah. did it end for you Joe? how did you how did your time with the group end was was there a meeting did you get a phone call or did you, you just suddenly saw them oh, on no, tv no. or
12: no i was still with lou at the time and he told me i you know i don't remember actually the yeah. the moment for example that i was told about this i don't remember if i had i mean i probably had an intuition anyway yeah because of all the drama going on, but I don't remember the exact moment. But I do remember uh, when I tried to get my royalties that I got lied to by Bobby Roberts, who was, I guess it was uh, Dunhill, Dunhill Records.
9: Dunhill, yeah. That,
12: that they were on, and um, you know, and Lou, uh, I Lou wanted me to go in there by myself without a lawyer and talk to uh, Bobby Roberts, and he lied to me told me I would never get my royalties, because I would have to get them from John, and, he, and we all knew he was a drug addict, and I would never be able to get them, and I should take a payout, and so on and so forth. You know, so there's a lot of bad yeah. bad history there that, uh, you
2: yeah, know, uh, After the group, you, you, you got into photography, and you, you, you photographed um, Monterey Pop, and, and, and album covers and things. How, how did you find that transition?
12: Well, I was doing that uh, before uh, let's see. I can't quite well, remember. I I I don't remember if I picked up photography after Mama's and Papa's. I I think it was before. But I, I you know I've been an artist based so long before I was with the month. It was music and 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 I was painting for a number of years, and then I got into photography. I don't remember when I got into photography, but certainly by the time the Monterey Pop happened, I was doing photography and had the idea of being a photojournalist, which I didn't pursue in the end. Yeah. But Uh, at the time that's what i wanted to do and uh you know i was at the festival so i took photographs and then of course they got you know they got used but you know shortly after that i left i i I left the whole music world i got fed up with the the whole industry and the the whole thing i wasn't my style you know and i so i went to europe to paint
2: and and that's what you, you you've carried on doing that since then have you painting and art
12: Yes, painting. Well, I, I was painting for many years, you know, thirty years or so, and then I um, or more than that because I was painting in high school. Yeah. But um, but then um, then uh, you know it's hard to tell paintings, and so I went into sculpture and started my own sculpture business, and that worked very well until it got too heavy. I was working with with cement. Yeah. And uh, so. Um, that got really heavy, and then I just transferred uh, tran- transitioned into jewelry, which I had also done in high school. Yeah. I, I t- did jewelry, um, metal smithing for four years in in high school and after high school. So, so now I'm doing jewelry.
4: And um, do
12: you get
2: asked about the mamas and papas a lot? I just wondered what your reaction was when when my producer Catherine got in touch with you and said we've been talking about you on the show and and, and if you'd like to come on.
12: Well, I ignored it for a while because I usually don't respond. I I, I don't really like to um, talk about it, Yeah, you know, and first of all, it's a long time ago. I don't yeah. remember a lot and, it, you know, there's good and bad feelings and a lot of people don't want to even hear it. And, you know, I've had some bad experiences with interviews. So, you know, I kind of just ignored it, but mm. then when she requested again, you know, she got me in a, a kind of... And a moment where I felt okay about it. So that's really why I responded. And, I mean, I've got a couple other requests right now on my on my email that I haven't responded. I think a lot of it has to do with how I'm approached, yeah. how it's worded, how, you know, and also, my, you know, my mother's English, and I think that might have had something to do with it. <laughs> well, Jill, you know? well, <laughs> I,
2: I hope you feel that we've, we've handled this, the story and the subject respectfully, and uh, and I hope that I haven't pried you too have. much in things that you didn't want to talk about
12: no no you've done well there honestly you I, i've enjoyed it i good. have
2: sat here with just a huge grin on my face and this has been one of the, the the most fun interviews i've ever done jill so thank you so much for your time and i really really genuinely appreciate you coming on
12: thank you Ian. thank, thank you so you. much take care bye-bye thank you for the invite bye-bye talk radio dialogue some dialogue
9: talk radio we'll get you talking